warning, pop culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop culture leftovers typically has a long run time as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cock thistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 199. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It's, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over. Counterculture pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And you're the uncool kids. What's to say's already been said. Leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, five, four, three, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. Yeah, we did that one. That was good. That was togetherness right there. It was okay. No, I I don't know. I don't care. I don't care today, Jake. <laughs> no, this is it. I, if there's ever an episode for us to phone it in, I think it's one ninety nine. Yeah, I think it is. Buck ninety nine. We're gonna phone it in. <laughs> yeah, dollar ninety nine. We don't give a shit. You know. Yeah, go, yeah. Well, that, those one stars reviews. Yeah, I listened. It didn't seem like they cared. Yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right, asshole. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> One start up, true. dickhead. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you're preaching to the choir, fucking uh, dick. I, I don't. I mean, that's. I don't care. It's a, it's a, it's it's one ninety nine, and yeah, uh, we're yeah done. we got news. Next, you know, next week's the big celebration. Who gives a fuck what we're doing this week? Yeah, next week. Yeah, exactly. This is like uh, this is like the last day of uh, of class. You know. Yeah, <laughs> like, I agree. I agree. <laughs> throw our books up in the air and say fuck it you know summer's here bitches because <laughs> oh, next week man. i see i don't think people understand what 200 is about still jake i don't think they get it no you think a lot of people are weren't around when we did 100 i don't know i don't know i had some people like you know and i'm not i'm not getting on them I'm not getting on them i just had a couple people. hey is there anything i need to bring you know anything i need to be prepared for for episode 200 no <sighs> You can get on if you want to get on here and sing Mary had a little lamb for fucking 15 30 minutes the whole time that's what you're going to do. I don't give a shit. It's it's not about it. I don't know. I think I I might speak out against that. I do it's 15 minutes of my life. All right. Depending on how well they're singing. I can edit I'm, it. I can cut it down. All right? all right. I can say, you know, I can we can I can, you know, a little pause in between. I go 15 minutes later, you know, like, what is it, that Ren and Snippy shit? 
Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that. I wouldn't mind doing it like gong show style. Yeah. Where we just line them up and as, oh, soon, man. as, as soon as they get annoying, <laughs> we just hit the gong. Oh, we're looking at a 30-minute show total. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't let me in charge of the gong. Uh, oh, no. You, you like it. You like everything short. <laughs> mm. yeah. oh, that sounds fun. I'm getting excited for 200 now. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's it, people. If you're listening to this one, and all time slots have been filled. All time slots have been filled, so, uh, and we're recording straight through, just straight through, blazing through. And, um, people are like, oh man, it should be like a, uh, you know, you, you, you took this week off, it should be like a six hour. No, no, we're not doing six, seven hours like we did last time. No way in fuck. No. There's absolutely no way. I'm not doing it, Jake. I'm not yeah. doing, I'm not doing six, seven hours. I've seen the timetable. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's in and out, seriously. This is like this is like Heidi Fleiss and her prostitutes. In and out. And then move on to the unless you're Charlie fucking Sheen, you're not getting any extra time. Yeah, say hello to us. We might right. respond. Yeah. Get out of here. Exactly. So <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Your fifteen minutes are up. See ya. <laughs> but wait guys, that's only been about three. No, yeah. no, no. Oh, no. Yeah, um, 200, I think we're also, I got, we got a bunch of gifts that we haven't opened because we haven't been together in a long time, and then the other weeks we were doing movie reviews, and so uh, we've got a bunch of packages to open on uh, 200, so we'll, hopefully we'll get some time to do that at the end of oh, that man, Frank episode. Would, Frank would have a great joke there with that line. Oh, package? Yeah, packages. Oh, hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, packages. <laughs> That's like a dick, right? <laughs> oh, man. It is. I think it's the, uh, whole, the whole package. Oh, perversion. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Sexual innuendos. <laughs> Harassment. Um yeah, so uh, good we shit. We got a little vaudeville there for a Yeah, second. we did. Yeah, we did. Very vaudevillian. Uh, let's see here. I don't know. Hey, we, uh, what else? What else? Oh, did you watch the fight last night? Did you see it? I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I didn't pay for that shit. I saw that shit for free. <laughs> yeah, I got, we got four people together, so it yeah. was 25 ahead. No, that's so. good. Yeah, it was a good time. I enjoyed myself, yeah. too. I was glad it wasn't this, like, two-round affair. So yeah, it was, I had a good time, dude. I was thinking this it's gonna go three, four rounds. I was thinking, I think I was thinking McGregor's just gonna he's gonna come out there swinging, and then he's just, I mean, this guy's used to going five rounds, and he's gonna get tired out by the third or fourth. And yeah. I mean, he got tired out by the tenth round, dude. He was fucking dragging ass. And people were like, you know, McGregor's all upset. Like, why did you stop the fight? I didn't go down, <laughs> dude. You are fighting back. Dude was not swinging. Permanent brain damage. No shit. Yeah, that's why that ref is the senior ref, and such a that people applauded him. You know, he knew what he was doing. Exactly, dude. When you're not, when you're, when you've got your, when you dropped your guard and you're not fighting back, you got to stop that fucking fight. There were still two minutes left. That round was like just like a minute three, yeah, I believe too. So yeah, oof, yeah. He he didn't really push it so much. You see, like I, I saw him make a couple little comments, but I, I've seen his backers a little bit more upset about it. Oh than yeah, him. yeah. Well, he he still said something though. Yeah, you know, yeah. He was a little snarky. It doesn't matter how many. Yeah, it doesn't matter how many times you say it. You still fucking said it. You know, it's like that's just an easy out, dude. Like he had to stop that fight. You weren't doing anything. He acts like he, he acts like he was going to come back from that. Yeah, he said he wishes they would have let him get back to his corner. 
Oh, yeah. He got back to his feet. It's like, yeah, that's not how boxing works. No, buddy. no, absolutely not. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, that was a fun fight. That was fun, especially after the uh, Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. Yeah. And even Mayweather kind of acknowledged when he was talking that that fight was kind of a, a little bit of a letdown, that it was nice to at least see some fireworks and some excitement here. Yeah, yeah, man. Those first two rounds, I give them to McGregor, man. Yeah, I McGregor really was great. He put on a show. Maybe even that third, you know. I think he still took the point in that third. But, uh, yeah, definitely the first two rounds. That's when I he sh- that's when he that's when he should have if he was going to get him he was going to get him in one of the first 3 rounds. That's the only way. Oh, yeah, definitely. I love how it was right when the announcers like Moro like turned on Mayweather. It was like 30 seconds after that that Mayweather just exploded. Yeah. They were like, "Oh, May- Mayweather's too old." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like, "What?" <laughs> oh, see, I was watching a UK feed. <laughs> I was watching cuz they blocked all the US feeds. From where oh, I was, where I was okay, watching. Okay. So, uh, some, I was watching somebody on an app stream it and they were watching from a UK feed. And then I found out what UK feed and then I went to that feed. <laughs> so. Oh, bad. Cause Amaro almost made it more exciting. You know, he was, he's 40 years old and mm-hmm. doesn't have it anymore. And then the next thing you know, it was just blah, 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 blah. You know, I, I knew what he was doing. Just wearing, oh. you know, letting him, letting him wear out. Oh, yeah, it was smart. Well, why would he do it? And I've seen people try to call him out for that. And it's like, well, he, he's 50 and 0 because he, he's a smart yeah. psychology in the boxing ring. Like, well, it's not cowardly using the rules in your favor. Like, that's the. Muhammad Ali did it against Foreman. Yeah, exactly. Stamina is, is part of the game. Yeah, you know? like. Ali like absorbed like yeah we're talking about boxing. When are you gonna when are you gonna get to get advertised content? Get fuck off! It's a buck ninety nine, one ninety nine. We don't give a shit. We're gonna talk about whatever we want to. Yeah, shit. This is worse. This is half of my good pop, bad pop right here. There you go. There you go. We're knocking it out right now. Knocking it. Oh, no pun intended. Um, but no, I mean that's. I mean, you know, fucking Foreman was throwing blows at Ali, and Ali was absorbing him. And he wore out Foreman. That's how he beat him. I mean, yeah, exactly. boxers have been doing this forever. So, man. McGregor was throwing just so many punches, and yeah, uh, His, Mayweather was just blocking all that. Crap. Yeah, was uh, was it was it a big deal that was it such a big deal that it was eight ounce gloves? You know, at the end of the day, uh, I don't think it made it. It didn't make any difference. Yeah, not until that last round when he got clocked. Yeah. You know, it did. It didn't <laughs> help. It didn't help McGregor any. Oh man, some of those slow motion shots were really funny. Like that first time that uh, McGregor gets hit by one of those, you could just see his face like, "Oh crap!" What was oh that? yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, good shit, good shit. It was. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed not paying for it either. <laughs> but you know, even oh, if I yeah. would have paid for it, it would have been worth it. It went ten rounds. It was a good fight. So yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. My buddy Randy, I um actually was Facebook message videoing it for him the whole time. Nice, nice. <laughs> I was like, I can I can share it with one person. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, hey, uh, you know, uh, we didn't get any like new iTunes reviews this week, um, but there was one that was like hidden in there that I never got a chance to read, and the listener actually reached out to me and let me know like, hey, you know, you never read my iTunes reviews. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh man, my bad. Because it was kind of like hidden within the other iTunes reviews. It's not at the bottom where all the new ones go. So I'll, uh, 
Let me see here. I'll uh, read this bad boy. So, yeah, uh, iTunes review. That's the thing. You know, isn't it weird? It's been like two weeks. We haven't gotten like a new iTunes review, Jake. Yeah, should we be? It's also weird we're not asking for him because we don't care. Right? No, I'm not going to pander <laughs> for it, but I just, I, I kind of feel gross a little bit, you know? And you know? it happens. No, I feel like, uh, I feel like the old stripper at the, at the strip club. You know what I mean? You know, okay. I used, no, I used to be like, I used to be the hot shit, you know? I used to have that, that, uh, tight little ass, that little apple bottom that everybody liked, you know? Everyone was throwing iTunes reviews at it. Yeah. And then, and then, of course, you know, I got knocked up, had to have a C-section, you know? So now, you know, I don't look as good as I used to. Now, you know, tips, you know, I, now I'm working like the Tuesday afternoon shift. <laughs> people are coming in just because that's when you can get the cheap brunch yeah exactly <laughs> you know and i'm not doing any lap dances anymore i might get a few dollars tossed at me from old dusty he's been going there for you know 20 years though he's, he's half blind in one eye jake oh man i hope this new itunes review is a good one it'd be weird if someone reached out <laughs> it's not to, new uh, hey. this is from june 14th <laughs> I'm just saying it would be weird if someone reached out and, and hey, you, you uh, never read my uh, real scathing iTunes review. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah, that's true. No, this is uh, – it's a five-star. But no, I just – I don't know. I feel kind of gross, you know, after two weeks, no new ones, you know? It's it's okay. It's okay. You know? You'll feel better next week. Yeah. Same up. Every, everyone, everyone doing our legwork for us. It'll make you feel better. It's not my prop, my fault that when I got the boob job done, that like the tits are lopsided, and then you know what I mean. The nipples don't line up. You know. Yeah, you should. I told you you should have waited. The technology is so much better now than it even was like three years ago. I know. You know, I've had some. I've they popped out a couple times. Had to go back in. You know. So get a, get a, get a, get, a get a tune up. <laughs> on my boobs but yeah um, oh man this should be we should bring up our patreon at this time too i think <laughs> why, why is that to help help you out with the boobs oh help me out with my tits yeah no man they're, 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 it's like when you look at them it's like you're looking at somebody that's like cross-eyed or something it's like it's like <laughs> yeah you're like constantly like shifting thinking yeah. maybe you're off balance right right yeah I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, like Leaning Tower of Tits, like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. You're like t- getting a crick in your neck from staring at my tits. Like, oh, yeah, I've oh. I've really appreciated the last few weeks of doing Skype episodes because of all this, actually. Oh, yeah. You're not distracted by them. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. Anyway, uh, I don't know what the title is because I'm reading it off my phone and the title's too long that I can't read it. It's something that starts off 10 out of 10 hectares and 1,000 something else. So I don't know what it is, and I'm not going to get on like the full iTunes oh, a thing to read. Joke. That's yeah, a deep that's old. Cut. That's a deep cut. It's from Jonathan Counts. Oh, nice. And he says uh, PCL is awesome. They may be offensive to more stuck-up individuals, but that's why I love them. The depth they go into on topics is wonderful, even when they're talking about stuff I don't know much about. I'm still entertained. The love and loving hate they show their fans is amazing, and I value their opinions. I started watching Survivor because of Jake, saw my first episode of Doctor Who, Blink, because of Brian, 
and Frank makes me feel more comfortable joking about dirty words. Lastly, they sound great. Jake's deep, matter-of-fact voice, Frank's goofy voice, and Brian's sultry voice. I take back the no-homo comment, Brian. I'll dress up as a Wookiee and bring over my peanut butter <laughs> any day. LOL. So, yeah, thank you, Jonathan. That's a... Uh, that's a hilarious review. I love it. Yeah, I like it when they make the jokes for us, you know? <laughs> it uh, makes it, our job easy. We, makes, hopefully we get a lot of that next week. So yeah. bring your material. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. Oh, God. Don't get on here and be stiff as fuck. Come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get, you know, if you don't do drugs and you're stiff as fuck, please do them before you get on here. I mean, <laughs> I'm actually promoting drug use before the next episode. If you, if you, if you, if you are stiff as fuck, like if you get on, like, oh, I'm so nervous. I can't wait. I've been waiting for, no, like, Jake, do you think that the people that are going to be on the show next week have been waiting for it? They're excited. I don't, I don't know the list, but the, the six to eight people I know, I think, I think we're in good hands. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. The ones we don't know. <laughs> the ones we don't know, I don't know. Don't we'll get, get on it. Get on here and have fun, you sons of bitches. Jesus, <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> you think people would be excited. <laughs> if you want to give me the list, I'll, I'll live on air say which people I'm worried about yeah, next week. So, I will. So they can be real nervous. <laughs> well, on next break, I'll let you know. <laughs> I don't know about this character. Uh, I didn't even play the iTunes song. <laughs> That's how out of it. I take <laughs> Play it now. Close out the the segment. All right, here we go. Yeah, that's how we do it now. That's how we we exit with the music. I'm playing it. Right, iTunes reviews. That's how it ends. Nice. We're done with that now. <laughs> All over with. This episode sucks, right? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's pretty awful. I think we're only entertaining ourselves or trying I mean, to. I'm, ha- I'm having fun, but yeah. like, as far as like audio entertainment for other people, no. there's not much to be had here. And there's nothing. There's no value. Like these are not the host you're looking for. That's why this. On. That's why this episode's a dollar ninety nine. There's no value. There's no dollar ninety nine. Yeah. Oof. This is bad. Yeah, it's horrible. Anyway, uh, we're gonna jump into good pop, bad pop here in a second. But um, I did want to let people know I'm back on the bumpers. Not not cocaine, people. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bumpers, maybe some of our <laughs> listeners that are stiff next week need to get on them. Man. Oh, that was happy. You were so you were so happy about being back on the bumpers. No, I'm back on bumpers, the app. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I've recorded quite a few bumpers in uh, the past like week, week and a half. So I wanted to let everybody know that if you aren't subscribed, you know, I, we've been gone for a couple weeks, but there's still been some content that I've been able to put out there for people to listen to in the interim. Uh, stuff that I, mean, I think st- some of the stuff that we're even going to talk about today, I've already talked about the Obi-Wan Kenobi film and my thoughts on that. So, oh. you know, I want people to know that uh, you can uh, subscribe on iTunes to bite-sized leftovers. And uh, every once in a while, I'll put some content on there. I did a uh, uh, movie pass, kind of like uh, I've used movie pass for three and a half years. And so I talked about my experiences with movie pass. 
now that the movie pass is down to 9.95 a lot of people had questions on it so i talked about movie pass talked about the new steven soderbergh movie that i saw logan lucky with channing tatum and adam driver and daniel craig uh also reviewed terminator 2 judgment day in 3d and then i did a uh, i went and saw there was a one night only event um at the theaters on august 21st they had um starship troopers uh traitor of mars the cgi movie oh wow yeah and i reviewed that on uh bumpers so if you want to hear my thoughts on those you got to go to bumpers you gotta you gotta go to light uh either bumpers people, i'm talking about bumpers and some of these people don't even know what the fuck it is gotta bumpers. go to bumpers.com <laughs> or you can download the app for your iphone not quite available for android yet but i believe they're they are working on that hopefully hopefully they're working on it but yeah it's uh it's an app for your iphone your ipad it's called bumpers and you can record your own little bumpers you can talk about whatever the fuck you want to. If you're stiff, you can sit there for fucking five minutes and not say shit. And yeah, you can uh, add a little bit of music behind it. Yeah. It's not completely <laughs> terrible. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I won't want is like for us to like start recording next week with one of these new people that we haven't talked to, and all of a sudden they're like Cindy Brady with the red fucking light and shit. You know. <laughs> you know talking about the music gave me an idea maybe we could be like one of these award shows where we just like raise the music really loud and uh-huh. then we just move on to the next person <laughs> yeah we kind of like we kind of like shuffle them off stage <laughs> we take like that big cane and then pull them off the stage <laughs> all right thank you thank you yeah hey, hey, yeah yeah, good job, good yeah, job. yeah all right <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, it should be fun. I, episode 100 was one of my favorite episodes to record. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm not. I'm not worried. We're gonna have fun. It's gonna be loose. It's gonna be loose. So it's gonna be good times. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Starship Trooper, Trader of Mars. I went and saw that man. So yeah, if you want to hear my now, review on it, you got to listen to the bumpers. You got to oh, or or subscribe to uh, Bite Size Leftovers on iTunes, and you can listen to it there. Is that a straight to video thing? If you didn't see it and it's one night only, yeah, that one's? Okay. yeah, yeah. And uh, what was it? Um, what's his name? His name Casper uh, Van Dien, who played uh, Johnny Rico. Oh, comes back and does the voice for uh, Johnny Rico in this one. Well, there you go. So yeah, definitely check that out. All right, Jake, are you ready to move into good pop, bad pop? Let's do it. <laughs> this fucking episode is terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. If people listen to this, <laughs> so there's, there's some asshole bopping his head along in his fucking car right now. Yeah, they were gone last week and this garbage is saving my life. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Wait, where's that? Where's that email? Hold on. Where's that fucking email? Here we go. <laughs> no, where is it? Oh, yeah. It's Sean Anderson. Sent me an email. Hey, leftovers. I was having a shitty day at work. So I listened to the Suit Brian episode. I had never heard that episode before, and I was instantly laughing out loud like a crazy person. Totally turned my day around. Also, you guys, <laughs> you guys can bring. Also, you guys can bring back F. Mary Kill. Uh, anyways, keep doing what you're doing, Sean. And then uh, I got I actually got an F. Mary Kill from somebody. Somebody tweeted me one, so I thought that was kind of appropriate. Uh, but yeah, Sean, Sean, uh, uh, turned his day around. Do you think this episode's doing the same for him, Jake? No, no. Sue Bryan was a classic. This is fucking, I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> Do you realize in the last episode, I think it was the first appearance 
of Suit Brian versus Suit Jake. <laughs> They're in Netflix. They're in Netflix. Yeah, I think we were both. Su- I thought we were both suited up, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, we've seen. We, no, I've seen Suit Jake in an episode, and I've been kind of like, you know, all right, all right, all right. You know, Matthew McConaughey not giving a shit, and then it's been the opposite where I've been like Suit Brian, and you've been like, you know, hanging loose and shit. You know, like whatever. Oh yeah. And like, I honestly feel like this was Suit Brian versus Suit Jake. This was like Clash of the Titans. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. We were definitely both pushing our own our own suit agenda. Yeah, we were with, with that argument. The only thing that was missing was like pie charts and fucking Venn diagrams and you know. Yeah, I always get sad when something like that happens and we don't have like a Frank or a Jay like live in person sitting there like Awkward. mouth agape. Yeah, saying nothing, just sitting there, <laughs> just sitting there, not saying nothing, not chiming in, being all, being all fucking Switzerland. That's that's secretly my, well, not so secretly now, but my favorite part of uh, of the arguments when we get to do them live in person. You know, you know those cartoons, or like even in the movies, like the funny comedies, like you know when like somebody's starving and they look over at their friend, their friend's like a turkey leg and shit. Oh yeah, exactly. or like a hot dog, and then they're like you know thinking about eating their friend. During those conversations when me and you were going at it, if we looked over at one of those guys, they would be a fucking pussy. Yeah. Oh, Jay would give us a, uh, oh, you both made good points. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or I can uh, see what you're both kind of saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, anyway. So, yeah. Uh, do, do you want me to read the F. Mary Kill now or later? Yeah, do it Do it now. All right. Yeah, I'll get advertised content. Go fuck off. Um, one star. Just give us, the, yeah, give us the review. We it's been two weeks. Give me the one star review now. <laughs> I need. We need another one. So, uh, let's see here. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, this is from, uh, and this could be Sean for all I know. He was, you know, he wants us to do these ephemeri kills. How are we gonna do them, Sean, when nobody's sending them to us? Huh? Yeah, no doubt. No I'm doubt. not I making them up. Kill. I'm not gonna make them up on my own, Sean. I'm getting. I'm, I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting mad at Sean for no reason. <laughs> I'm angry at Sean. Sean, you, down. Sean's a good guy. I know, you just, Sean. You just happen to be in. The, it's the wrong place at the wrong time. I'm sorry. All right, you caught me. Caught me in a moment. Caught me a little heated. Um, but yeah, uh, we got a tweet from at SVA AKA Beardy, which could be Sean for all I know. Trying to slip one of these F Mary kills in. Uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two out now. I have an F. Mary Kill for you. Mary Poppins, Julie Andrews, Yandu, future Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mary Poppins, Julie Andrews, Yandu, or future Mary Poppins, Emily Blunt. So those are the three choices. Hmm. Well, I mean, I think I, I, think I have to kill Yandu because he's already dead, and I, I mean, that won't be hard. Julie Andrews, she's still alive? Yeah. In real life? Yes. Is she? I look yeah. at you. You're up on Julie Andrews. Oh, I love Julie Andrews. Are you really a big fan? <laughs> I am a huge fan. I couldn't actually. tell you anything that she's done other than Mary Poppins. The sound of Music. Fuck that shit. Oh my god, <laughs> I got I got like five minutes in. It was the sound of me sleeping. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. So some lady up on a fucking like mountain and singing along with shit, and then Nazis and stuff. I don't know, kids. Yeah, her her vocal cords were injured shortly after those two big movies and she was never really able to do anything else after that so those are it was kind of her swan song those two big movies 
Listen so. to you divulging facts I, could, I don't care about. <laughs> I know, I know. I, Mary Poppins is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, as well it shouldn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh, that's a hard one though. But I'm killing Yandu. I, I think I'm marrying Julie Andrews and um, F and Emily Blunt. All right, all right. Yeah, let's see here. <laughs> death? No. Yeah, death to Julie Andrews. Die. Jake loves you. You're dead, bitch. <laughs> Ouch. I'm gonna pop off a fucking cap in <laughs> Julie Andrews' ass. Oh man, that'll be sad. I'll be watching Mary Poppins in tears. Uh, I am going to, uh, I'll, I'll marry Emily Blunt. And I'm gonna fuck Yandu with his own little whistle. Whoa. Yeah, I'm gonna put that fin on my head and I'm gonna, I'm not fucking him with my dick. Alright? Alright? Not that I wouldn't, but in this case I'm not. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw that, I'm gonna slap that fin on and fuck him with that whistle. That little arrow. <laughs> I just want to see how that would work. And, and it's kind of an, eh. but he has to be, he has to be into it. This is not, you know, this has to be something like we both agree upon. I want it to be consensual. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do a really illogical, uh, Mary F. Kill? <laughs> illogical? Yeah, like with like things that you don't normally marry F and kill. I got a good one. Ah, now you're just pandering to Sean's wants and needs and wishes, <laughs> aren't you? All right, go ahead. A little, what a little, you got? This one's for you. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. We're going to marry F kill the three big streaming services, Hulu, Netflix, ah. Amazon Prime. Ah, shit. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ooh. Suit Brian <laughs> coming, <laughs> coming down to the ring. <laughs> Yeah, this one, this this definitely calls for Suit Brian. Oh man, you know what my a- entrance music would be? <laughs> Zoot oh, Suit Riot, <laughs> throw back a bottle of beer. Zoot Suit, Suit Riot, Riot. <laughs> yeah, I remember when swing dancing was like hot in the late '90s for like three months. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Uh, what was the name of that genre? I'm drawing a blank. It was like the big ska movement. Yeah, yeah, the cherry, the yeah, the cherry popping daddies, and yeah, uh, the squirrel nut zippers. Squirrel nut zippers. They all had like uh, three little, <laughs> three, three little words, right? Yeah. Good call. <laughs> the Yandu butt fuckers. <laughs> the I don't know. Uh, so I'm uh, F. Oh man, people are gonna hate this. Jake, how long are we into this? We haven't talked about. We are 28 minutes into this bad boy. Haven't talked anything about anything. <laughs> I'm still enjoying it. This is very, this is very pop culture, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, this is pop culture. Deal with it, people. What streaming service you want to have dirty sex with? I mean, how mm. much more pop culture can you get? Hmm. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh man, I feel Which like one are you uh, killing. You know, I think I'm gonna kill. I think I'll kill Hulu. Ooh. No oh, man, I don't know. I think I would kill Amazon Prime. Really? Yeah, just sell me some, sell me some stuff. Give it to me in two days, and let the other places have all the original content. Ah, man, Amazon Prime. I can't kill Amazon Prime. Uh, they, they just basically, I mean, they do so much for like indie creators, and they have such great like original programming with like Goliath and 
Oh, man. And, like, great movies, like Manchester by the Sea just dropped on there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm having a hard time. Yeah, I'd probably, you know, as much as I love casual and, and some of that stuff, you know, I'd probably kill kill Hulu. Those um, shows would find a home somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, oh, not the Mindy Project. It's ending anyway. Yeah, I don't care about the Mindy Project. I don't watch that shit. Um, it's its last season. I would, uh, I would probably, I'd fuck Netflix because everybody else has. Yeah, they get around. Slot of streaming services. I'd fuck them too. I I don't, you know. Yeah, I'll join in. I'll join in on the Netflix gangbang. You know, definitely, definitely put on your mittens. Dude, I'm running a fucking train on you, Netflix. (laughs) You like that? (laughs) Fucking like that, bitch. I'm gonna. Oh, ne- that, that's the clip that John Counts is gonna be playing over and over and over. Oh yeah, I'm gonna net fist you, bitch. I'm net fisting you. <laughs> net fist. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll, I guess I'll marry Amazon Prime. All right. I'll marry Amazon Prime because I don't know. I think Amazon Prime is more committed. You know what I mean? I think I don't yeah. think Amazon Prime is gonna go out there and cheat on you. You know? I mean, that see that's the thing. Like Fox was with the Mindy Project. And like, who, who took them on? Hulu, Hulu, whatever. They're, they're not loyal. Give a shit. <laughs> Amazon Prime's doing its own shit, you know? Amazon Prime, I don't know, whatever. Jake, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you, who, I, who are you I'm, fucking? I, I'm, I'm killing Amazon Prime. I'm marrying, oh, jeez, this one's hard. I guess, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna marry Netflix. Really? Yeah, and F, F Hulu. You think that you can tame Netflix? Yeah, I, I'm gonna marry Netflix. I don't really care. I'm I think marry, no, I'm, I'm marrying Netflix just just to get in on the stuff. I don't really care if they go around and fool around with everyone. I guess if you want to sm- if you want to smell a bunch of dicks every time Netflix comes I, home from going out, I, I, I don't I don't need to. I've got Hulu to f. But I, dude, you're gonna be putting all those fucking uh, apps on Netflix's phone, trying to figure out like where where where's Netflix been? Where you been? Where'd you go? Huh? <laughs> Whose dick did you have in the end of the night? I'll just look on the previously watched. And I'll I'll be raising my hand. Be like, yeah, right here. (laughs) Previously fucked. (laughs) As in five minutes ago. All right. All right, let's uh, let's move into some real shit. That was fun. Yeah. For us. Nobody else. Let's move into the – let's let's hear what other people – let's do more F. Mary Kills in the future. That was fun. Yeah. Julie Andrews. Dead. Killed her. It was gruesome too. Like it wasn't just. It wasn't like. A, it, it, hold on. It wasn't like a mercy kill. You know. No. I wasn't doing any of that fucking cute Kevorkian shit, right? I wasn't like coming to your home with like a little kit and all this shit, and you know, I wasn't playing sweet music in the background as you, you know, as her soul like you know leaves her body. I'm like, it's like it's fucking OJ like all over again. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm googling real quick just to make sure she is still alive. I think so. <laughs> Google- to make sure she's still alive i i had her pulled up i didn't uh yeah she's alive she's 81 okay i she's thought good. so i thought so yeah 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 no i have nothing against julie andrews should have got that's what makes it even more disturbing what happened to her vocal cords <laughs> what happened to her vocal cords what happened to her uh i for, she got some kind of cold or something it was like a fucked up operation wow wow you went you went from you went from fucking a, a cold to an operation yeah, like within like, seconds. 
Hold on. I, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Give right. me, give Julie me Andrews goes to – what hospital is she going to where she's got a cold and they recommend surgery? Give me a give me a moment. This is great. I know, I know. Are you paused? No. Oh, damn. Hold on, I'll pause. I'll pause. All right. Hey, what'd you find out about our girl? All right. Yeah, she went to the doctor. She learned she had non-cancerous nodules in her throat. Such a diagnosis didn't necessarily mean disaster. Sometimes the nodules can be treated without surgery, but Andrews decided to check into the hospital to go under the knife. Um, She then later claimed that she couldn't sing anymore due to the medical malpractice that happened in this surgery. Oh, wow. She Uh, sued him? Yeah, and she won. Singing has been a a cherished gift, and my inability to sing has been a devastating blow. That sucks. That's what Andrews said at the time. She was taken from us. Her voice was taken from us. Exactly. And she, like, was able to do, like... I'm not 100% like if I'm getting the terminology right, but she was one of the few singers that could do like all four octaves like at once. Mm. It was like her, her deal. That's why she had such a unique voice. This is the first podcast where we've used the words octaves and nodules in the same, <laughs> you know, we've used them, you know, in the podcast yeah. <laughs> before, but not like in the same, you know, paragraph sentence, you know. Yeah, it's, it's the evolution of pop culture. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah come full circle. <laughs> we, you always knew it was going to come. I know, I know. Uh, right now, Johannes, our uh, our historian's writing it down. Finally, it happened. Oh boy! So yeah, it's too bad. I, it it would be awesome if that wouldn't have happened, and she could have done more stuff. Yeah, we wouldn't need Emily Blunt to uh, have Mary Poppins return. We could have just have Julie Andrews come back. Mm. Yeah, yeah. She's not. She's not. She's not eighty one. Um, yeah, are you talking like the old, like the old adventures of Mary Poppins? Yes, that's what I want. Mary not so Poppins. <laughs> Is Dick Van Dyke still alive? Mary's Mary's boobs are droppings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dick, get get Dick Van Dyke on. Oh, he's still alive. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Get him out there like a marionette puppet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's jump into uh, let's jump, fuck this episode. This episode sucks. People are going to be listening to this one. I can't. This man, he talked about murdering Julie Andrews. First episode I listened to, he's talking about brutally murdering an eighty-one year old woman. Sickening. One star. One star. One star. This is absolutely disgusting. I can't believe it. All right, time for good pop, bad pop. I agree with that reviewer, by the way. Hey, I'm trying to play a bumper here. All right. Are you done? You done, Jake? You done? I thought we were playing the bumpers at the end of the segment. <laughs> Sorry, and that was good pop, bad pop. <laughs> All right. It's time for oh, – no, I'm trying to get us back on the right track. All right. Time for good pop, bad pop. It's time for more leftover reviews. Good pop. Bad Pop! Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we either watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we want you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, first thing I'm going to talk about is Defenders. The Defenders. 
<laughs> Marvel Netflix. You sound, you sound excited. I don't know. You know, I, I I'm not going to defend it. You know, it, it's got its it's got its. Uh, you get you got your you got your people that like it. You got your people that don't like it. It's very it's split down the middle. And uh, I'm a detractor. I, I was not a fan. I don't have a lot to say about it because I don't have a lot of positive stuff to say about it. I just didn't like it. I mean, I, I, it took them too long to get to the action. Once the once we did get action, I mean. You watch the seventh and eighth episode. You're not watching the actors. You're basically watching their stunt doubles the entire time. It's so <laughs> the, the action scenes in episode seven and eight are so they're lit. So it's, it's it's so they're so dark that you can't see anybody. You can't see any of the action going on. And uh, I just was not a big fan of this. I, I don't have a lot to say, Jake. You haven't even watched it, have you? Um, I you know it was hard for me. Me and you have been pretty on the same page when it comes to these Netflix series. Yeah. You know, we both loved the first Daredevil. Yeah. We were both a little bit let down by the second Daredevil. Yeah, but we uh, love Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Yeah. And then we both were kind of mediocre on the, on the other stuff. Right. And, and so I really trusted your judgment. And when I had a lot of stuff going on and I was driving around and stuff, it was just like nothing I really felt eager to jump <laughs> into. But I, I did go ahead and I've seen the first two episodes now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, ugh, yeah. It's it, it really didn't do much for me the the first episode especially like yeah. and you would really think you'd want to just pull out all the stops in the first episode and yeah. kind of maybe do the plot technique where you tell the story backwards so you can immediately show the four of them together and have some fun in the first episode yeah or something but oof yeah <clears throat> Sigourney <laughs> Weaver the way they set her character up horrible Alexandra not a, not a good character. She shows zero emotion throughout the entire series, and it's just a huge letdown what happens with that character. Um, you know, I am still excited, very much excited for Jessica Jones season two. Still cannot wait for that. David Tennant is coming back. He's probably just going to be like a lot of people. I'm not, I'm not the first one to say this. Um, she, he's probably either going to be a flashback or like she's suffering some sort of like PTSD and he's still like fucking with her brain, even in the afterlife. Um, yeah, that's. I, I figured it's very legion like yeah. if that's what they do kind of yeah though. yeah i'm looking forward to jessica jones season two and i am interested to see what they do with daredevil season three because they did set up that at the end of defenders so we're probably going to get a story that's going to be loosely based on frank miller's born again so i am interested to see where they take that but um i don't know that's cool that's a great story yeah so it, and when I say loosely based, we know how they do these things. You know, they they don't always – I don't think we're going to get, you know, Karen Page out there doing drugs and stripping and shit. So, no, no, I don't think so either. You think they'll kill her though? I hope so. She was absolutely horrendous, horrendous in Defenders. She's turned into the Kristen Stewart of the Marvel Universe where all she does is like – put her head down shake her head and act sad and not say anything just she's just sad all the time mm, she does that yeah. thing where she like puts her head down and shakes her head and like moves her hair and <laughs> like out of her face it's it's just that cr- classic Kristen stewart thing that she did in every twilight movie where she's got no yeah. fucking personality yeah i i already really didn't like her very much and she was one of my least favorite parts of daredevil yeah. season two yeah oh yes yes and, uh, yeah, then we got, so I'm tossing defenders. I'm sorry, everybody, not even a low taste it. So I'm sorry. I'm tossing it the, guys. And the reason I'm tossing it is because like, this is the culmination. This should have been, um, 
I mean, you know, we've got, we, we had some great series with, you know, the Jessica Jones stuff and the Daredevil, and you've got all these characters coming together. This should have been an event, and it was not the Avengers. And I'm not saying it should be the Avengers, but it should be the Avengers in this TV universe, and it just wasn't as impactful. There's nothing leaving this series, walking away from it. Now I'm like two weeks removed from watching it. There's nothing that I'm looking back on it and saying, wow. Remember that one that 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 thing that happened? That was amazing. Like I'm not, it, it's it's not sticking with me. Nothing really sticks with me. You, you did get to see like somebody try to, uh, I was it somebody swinging a sword at Iron Fist and he punches the sword and it breaks and that was kind of cool. You got to see yeah. Iron Fist, you know, je, you know, uh, punch Luke Cage in the face. But we saw that in the trailers too. So <laughs> I mean, it's it's I, I would just. I, I'm sorry, guys. It just didn't do it for me. I, I got to hold these Netflix series up a little bit, um, and when they fail, they fail hard. So because it got, shouldn't be yeah. a chore to watch the uh, no, payoff. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. The not. grand finale of the whole Netflix universe yeah. should not feel like something that I have to force myself to sit on the couch, yeah, and put my device down, and actually pay attention to. I should just yeah. be like drawn to it. Oh, I should be calling off work the next day because. It's the most amazing shit I've ever seen. You're absolutely right. That's the way Daredevil season one was. That's the way Jessica Jones season one was. Like, I could not stop watching Daredevil season one. Once one episode got done, I'm like on to the next one. I could not stop. I binged it in like two days. I loved it. And this was like, I dragged this out for maybe three, four days. I actually, I took a few days off and came back to it. And, um, it just yeah, never, I remember when we went yeah. to uh, Great America, you hadn't even finished it yet. You were no. like, I just couldn't do it. No, I couldn't do it. it it's, but I, I did come back to it and I did finish it. But it was it was a chore for me, and um, it's a toss it. So that's you know, I'm thinking that they can come back, and I, I'm blaming the showrunners, man. I I really am. I think like you know, you've got you had uh, Stephen, was it Stephen Knight, Stephen Denight? Yeah, that's correct. And then when he left and. Daredevil season two was just not as good in my opinion, you know? And, oh no, not at all. And Stephen Denight had a lot to do with that first season of Daredevil being such a success the way it was. And I'm sick of him trying to emulate the hallway scenes. I, I really mm-hmm. am. You know? Uh, give me great action scenes. I just, I, I'm not looking forward to hallways. I fucking hate hallways now. <laughs> <laughs> I hate all hall. I try to avoid you- all hallways. Were you mad when you saw Terminator 2 and they had the hallway scene? Oh, that's the, that's the only time it works for me. That's the only time. I love that hallway scene. That's a cool hallway scene. Yeah, it's one of the most iconic yeah. hallway scenes of all time. What did you what do you got? I got a couple more things, but what did you get for I, I don't pop? have much this all week right. for good pop, bad pop. I was gonna talk a little bit about the match last night. Mm-hmm. Um I was actually gonna talk just a little bit about I um saw the Mall of America and just that experience was a Tupperware for me. Have yeah. you ever been there? Yeah, uh, twenty years ago. Yeah, that that was incredible. I never seen anything like that in my life i got we were only there for about five hours but just in that time mm-hmm. it was ridiculous i mean they have a full-blown like amusement park in the middle of the mall yeah you know roller coasters ferris wheels merry-go-rounds and just, all every store that you can think of around america is there yeah exactly exactly they had arcades i didn't think malls even had arcades anymore mm-hmm. and that was really neat to see they had like pac-man like projected on a wall oh wow that you could play and i thought that was really neat and just it was just a really cool experience to uh, to see the Mall of America. I, I Tupperware that place. I, I I didn't even really know much about it until we were just looking for something to do. And now it's like, man, I really wish we would have had a day to spend checking that out. Yeah, yeah, so, it, wow. it it is unreal going there. I remember just being like, 
wow, they have that store here. They have that store here. They have this store here. It's just, it's crazy. Like some stores are kind of like regional, you know? Yes. But there they have literally everything. Like, oh my gosh, it's, it's gotta be like Christmas shopping there still has to be kind of an event for people there. Um, you know, it, I know a lot of Christmas shopping has moved to like, you know, Amazon, which, which you killed, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did kill it. Just, just kill the it. streaming service. Just the streaming yeah, service yeah. so they could concentrate more on me. <laughs> right, right. You're actually doing them a service, aren't you, sir? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, was, it was cool, man. They had a place called uh, Games by James that was all just uh, board games and different kinds of tabletop games and stuff like that. And they had all of those uh, Dice Masters games on mm-hmm. clearance that I've yeah. always wanted to try. So I bought a bunch of those, uh, like the... They have Marvel and DC like dice that represent the different characters that you roll off against each other, and I got it all for super cheap, so it'll be fun to try out. Nice, nice, yeah, so, yeah. It was it was cool. So Jay, Jay, good pop, bad pop this week brings. Uh, let's talk about a fight and then uh, and then a mall. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome, man. They had so many um, candy shops. They had like seven different candy shops yeah. in there. Oh, uh, they were all. They how many? How many, place that, how many pretzel places they have there? Oh, I was laughing about that. At <laughs> least four. <laughs> so they had Annie's, right? The the they had uh, Annie's. Yeah. They had uh, Wetzel's pretzels. Wetzel's, yeah. Uh, what was the other one they had? They had another big one too. Oh, I can't remember what it, what it's called. I'm sorry. I, 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 do, do you think? Do you think? Do you think there's a video out there? YouTube video. Some asshole goes to the Mall of America, buys all four different pretzels, and then like rates them. <laughs> and the sauces and he rates the sauces like a fucking pretentious dickhead oh sure i'm sure damn so, so it's, when, when michelle was using the restroom i was yeah. waiting right next to the shawarma place yeah and that stuff smelled terrible really really oh i was like my stomach was turning standing there i actually had to go walk away and wait away from the place but keep in vantage point of the of the restroom so i could wave at michelle and she wouldn't think i'd like wandered off but i could just couldn't even stand there any longer wow <laughs> i don't know what that stuff is but ugh. so you think that night after the avengers took place do you think pepper Potts made uh tony like brush his teeth oh yeah 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 yes yes unless she's into that too oh and I, yeah. I don't, the logo of the place that was selling the shawarma mm-hmm. was a camel inside of a triangle which kind of frightened me too a camel inside of a triangle. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know if it meant that it was camel meat with shawarma or, or what was going on. Oh, man. Yeah, they put the camel hump on a spit and then they uh, <laughs> twirl that shit around and cook it. And... and they did have, they had like this big spit of some kind of meat. Oh, yeah. Giant hanging there. And it That's just, what they it do. It smelled awful. Wow. Ugh. Raccoon or some shit. <laughs> I, was, I was very turned <laughs> off by that. Oh man! So yeah, it was cool. We had we had dinner at the uh, Bubba Gump place. Yeah, oh, I've eaten there before. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. Do they still have like the little flags that you put up? Run, Forest Run, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Get the waiters to if you want their attention or whatever. Stop Forest Stop or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had uh, I went there and I had the mahi mahi when I was I went there when I was in Florida. It was good, really good shit. Yeah, they had a lot of really neat alcoholic beverages, and you get to keep the glasses with everything you got, so you yeah. got kind of souvenirs without even trying. Oh, there. That was kind of nice. Listeners, you have tuned into a fantastic, <laughs> riveting episode, PCL. If you're if you're listening to this one, <laughs> fucking, we turned into Travel Channel. 
<laughs> fucking no, food TV. Destination America. No shit. Jesus. <laughs> anyway. Minnesota. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, let's talk about Minnesota some more. Uh, let's see here. I, uh, I finished Wet Hot American Summer 10 years later on Netflix this, uh, yesterday, actually. Oh, awesome. And, um, first two episodes were very lackluster for me. This takes place in 91, so like, you know, uh, the first movie took place in 81, and then, well, this is the other, I think the, what was it? First Day of Camp took place earlier than that, even though they were older. But, uh, <laughs> this, this one, um, was 10 years later. The first two episodes I did not like. I, I, I thought that I was just getting used to like seeing the characters in the nineties and like what they're up to now. But like once mm-hmm. they finally got settled back into camp and all started arriving, it kind of turned around for me. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give this one a high taste. It's my least favorite out of all of the wet, hot American summer, you know, things that they've done, the movie and then the, the, uh, first day of camp. This is my least favorite, but it still had some great moments. Um, you know, a lot of the people coming back, H. John Benjamin, Janine Garofalo, um, uh, Chris Pine does come back from this one. Um, <laughs> uh, of course you have Michael Ian Black and, you know, like all the guys from the state and shit like that. And of course Michael Showalter, the showrunner, and he's in there. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. It's just not, it's not Tupperware material like the first two were. So, um. Amy Polar and Adam Scott reunited yeah. in that season too. Exactly. So. Yeah, um, it's it's good. It has its moments. I do highly recommend that you, if you're a fan, that you do watch it. Um, a lot of the, I love what they do with like the, these inside jokes are like sometimes not even inside jokes. They'll just make up shit like it's always existed, and it, it and it and it hasn't. They'll just it's oh, I love it. I sometimes I just love the comedy and the ending of this season was just so bizarre and out there and made no sense, but. They wanted you to know that it made no sense, and I loved it. So, um, how much material is there for that? Is it like six hours worth of stuff? You have uh, eight episodes total in this season. So a half hour? Uh, no, I think they're more closer. They're closer to forty, fifty minutes. I, oh, I wow. you know I didn't really I didn't really pay attention to the length of the time. It was. You know, I just kind of like watched them and enjoyed them. So I didn't see what like what the 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 runtime was on each episode, but um, I, I, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. I just don't think it was the strongest out of them all. So um, the last thing I think, is this the last thing I'm talking about? I don't know. I don't, don't ask me. Yeah, I'm not talking to myself right now. It's good podcasting. Oh yeah. I sure. saw, I saw uh, the deuce on HBO go. Um, this series uh, doesn't premiere on HBO until September 10th, but the pilot is available early for everybody to watch on HBO Go. So it's an hour and 26 minutes long, and the deuce tells the story of the legalization and ensuing rise of the porn industry in New York beginning in the 1970s and through the 1980s when porn and prostitution were rampant in Manhattan. Themes explored include the violence of the drug epidemic and the resulting real estate booms and busts that coincided with the change. The show's title is derived from the nickname for 42nd Street 
in Manhattan between Broadway and 8th Avenue. The pilot episode that I watched, it was directed by Michelle McLaren, and she's directed great TV in the past. She's done episodes of Breaking Bad, uh, X-Files, The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, The Leftovers, Hell on Wheels. She's just, she's a pro. She's really talented. She was going to be the original director for the Wonder Woman movie before she left. I think she, it was one of those creative differences fucking things. And then, of course, we got Patty Jenkins in there. But uh, the show, it's created by David Simon. He's the creator, uh, the guy behind The Wire. Oh, yeah. He's done a ton of TV, right? He's yeah. Like, isn't Simon like L.A. Law and like all that kind of stuff? I think so. I'd have to look and see what others. He's mostly, I mean, like his breakout thing has like been The Wire. That's like the, okay. the, one of the big ones. But, yeah, I'd have to look and see what else he's been. He's been like a producer on a lot of other things. Um but uh, he brought back, like, a ton of talent from The Wire for this show. They got uh, Gabenga, Akinagbi, Chris Bauer, Anwan Glover, Method Man, Michael Kostroff, and Lawrence Gillard Jr. Um, all come back from The Wire to be in this show. It's got – the main characters are going to be James Franco. And uh, he plays twin brothers. He plays Vincent Martino and Frankie Martino. And they're twin brothers that they, it, I don't know. You'd have to add that they, they haven't gotten into like really what they're, this is a lot of setup in the first episode, but one of them is kind of got a gambling problem and, um, the other one's, the other one's managing, he's got a, uh, he manages a bar on one side of town and then on another side of town, he manages another bar and, uh, he's got a very, uh, fucked up life at home with his wife he's got two boys and um his wife is uh she cheats on him he cheats on her and it's just a it's a horrible marriage and then you've got maggie gyllenhaal in this she plays uh, a candy a prostitute in times square and she doesn't have a pimp she's one of the only prostitutes out there that doesn't have a pimp she like does her own thing you know so but um yeah she's like i don't need a pimp but <laughs> Uh, for research on the role, she spoke to porn star Annie Sprinkle, and then she also read the book Porno Star by Tina Russell. And, um, this also, Gary Carr is in this. He plays this pimp named Cece, and Method Man plays a pimp. And let me, uh, let me get into it. Let me just start off by saying, like, this is my new favorite show. I fucking okay, love this. Okay, I was like, oh, what are you rating this? <laughs> it's a Tupperware. And this, it's gonna be a very controversial show because of the subject matter. Um, yeah, I could see that. I I told you like this is an hour and twenty six minutes long. I didn't want it to end. Like if if this was like a Netflix series, I would have binged the entire fucking thing. It's mm. very it's very well shot. Uh, it's well paced. Maggie Gyllenhaal and Gary Carr are standouts in this show. Maggie Gyllenhaal plays Candy the prostitute, and then Gary Carr plays Cece the pimp. Just amazing performances. Maggie's research that she did for this character, this role of Candy is so well done. You can tell that she really put a lot of time into this and she's put a lot of uh thought into this character and she she really makes this show. She's a very strong point of this show and why you should be watching this one when it does when it does come out. Um there's a scene where there's a young guy and he's celebrating his birthday. He's probably like turning like 17 or 18. Looks really young. And his friends, they kind of like pool their money together so that he can get a room with candy. And he's nervous. And it's it, it's clearly like this guy's first time. He's like, you know, this is like, he's a virgin. 
Um, and she tells him that he needs to use a condom. And so she puts the condom in her mouth. Yeah, I'm getting graphic, people. That's what you see the expi- Oh my god. Yeah, you see the explicit label on the podcast? Getting graphic. I think I think we've already gotten past that point with some previous conversations. I know, but I'm talking about a woman getting ready to put a condom on a young boy. Seventeen, eighteen year old kid. This is like uh like an, this is like an older lady, you know, going to town on Finn Dietz Creek here. <laughs> okay. That might have been that might have been too much. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, it's like this guy's first <laughs> no filter. Um, no, it's like this kid's first time. So she's like, she's like, you got to use a condom. So she's playing it safe, you know. And um, she puts the condom in her mouth, and then she goes to slide it on this kid's dick, and this kid like just like prematurely ejaculates right then and there. And so the kid, he's like, he's all upset, you know. He busted his nut early, and. And he tells her that, you know, he'll, you know, he'll be good to go again in a few minutes, you know, waiting for that refractory period to kick in. Yeah. And she's like, you want to go again? It's going to be another $30. She's like, you don't, you don't have to pay 40 because the 10 was for the room. And so that he's all upset. He's like, so if, 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 if you took another guy up here and he pays the same amount and he lasts longer, you're going to charge him the same amount. He's like, it's not fair. And then she asks him, she's like, so what's your dad do for a living? And he's like, well, he sells cars. He owns a dealership. And then she goes into, if someone came in and wanted to buy a car and knew exactly what they wanted to buy and took no time at all to buy that car, do they get a special price? <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good point. It was amazing. I mean, she's so good in this role. She's fantastic. Maggie Gyllenhaal makes this role. And, like, Method Man's really good, but, like, you know, the the guy who plays CC the pimp is spectacular as well. Um, and Franco doesn't ruin the whole thing. No, I mean Franco is the weakest, probably the weakest part of it, and like they're giving him like two character treatment. Um, he's probably the weakest part of it, but I, I loved this so much that he didn't even take me out of it. And he he does have a few moments where he shines. He's he's decent. Um, there's a scene where he's going into another bar and like these guys are playing pool with his wife and he's trying to get her out of there because they've been having problems. And, uh, you know, they kind of like send him off with his tail tucked between his legs and he plays it really well. And, um, I know this show is going to like, um, rub a lot of people the wrong way. The, like the way it portrays women, it's, this is a portrayal. I mean, this is a portrayal of like 1970s New York and it deals with prostitution and, and pornography. So, this is I don't I don't know what pe- those people are expecting here, and it's on HBO, yeah. so it's not like it's like somewhere where anyone can access right, it. Right, exactly. I, I think it's fascinating. It's got like a very like early kind of like Martin Scorsese feel to it, and and I don't think that it glorifies prostitution or pornography either. It shows you the ugly side of it. it it's not like it's like it's once you get done watching this, young girls are going to be like, oh wow, all right, I can't. <laughs> Ah, career day. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's there. There are tender scenes too with these girls. It's, it's there's there's uh, there's this there's this girl. She's basically with this older man, and he pays her by the hour or whatever it is just to watch old classic films with them. Like he doesn't ask for sex. She offers, and he's he, no. He just wants to watch movies with this girl. He just wants company. So like there's there's moments like that where you're like, you know, like 
these are real these are real people and it makes you feel for them and you know I, I'm hooked it, it's a Tupperware I'm hoping that all the episodes are this good Franco directs two episodes I'm worried about those uh, um, well he's probably a better director than yeah. an actor we'll see it can't has yeah. to be he has to be a better we'll see actor. we'll see um and uh but Michelle McLaren, she nailed it. She knocked it out of the park. Michelle McLaren did a great job with this pilot episode. She directs one more episode this season, and I'm really looking forward to that episode. But uh the show is called The Deuce. You can watch the first pilot episode early on HBO Go, and then then they'll it'll start to play on September tenth and then every week from there on HBO. But I I this is the Tupperware. This is so fucking good. Great TV. <laughs> That sounds good. That's I did not know you could watch it like that in advance I, on HBO Go. Yeah, I was I was you know I was just, I just happened to get on there yesterday and they're like boom the deuce. I'm like what the hell? And um, they they actually announce on there that you, you're getting to watch it, you know you know weeks early. So yeah, it's very good, very good. Check it out. <laughs> Only now you loved it so much that you have to wait an extra week oh. to see that next episode. Uh, no, I've got to wait. September 10th is going to be the pilot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so now I got after that. I know I've got to wait like close to like half a month before I get a new episode of this. It's killing me. It's killing me because it 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 is absolutely fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic. So, all right, uh, that's good pop, bad pop for this week. Uh, let's take a quick break and come back, and then we've got uh, I got a Pete's tweets and we got some news. Oh, Pete's tweets! Holy crap! I know. Speaking- I know. <laughs> I didn't know that even happened anymore. Yeah, I know. It's a thing. Oh, man. I, I'm excited to hear what DC shilling is about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not DC related. Spoilers. Oh, ho, 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 ho. I know. All right. Now I you know. got me. <laughs> now you're no. intrigued. <laughs> so that's a good, yeah. good way to, good way to clip hanger. If, if it was, if it was Pete and DC related, we would have just glazed over it. You're <laughs> 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 uh, a good point. All right. We'll be right back. some news right nah pete's tweets oh pete's tweets i already forgot yeah time for pete's tweets here's the bumper i told i told pudding cat pete's tweets all right pete's tweets uh anytime pete neen tweets us uh, something good <laughs> we go over it <laughs> <laughs> uh pete says uh hey guys hope you are doing well frank get better so with netflix buying miller world what do you guys want to see adapted? I would love to see a Superior movie or Jupiter's Legacy, uh, Jupiter's Legacy TV show. Uh, so he's he's talking about uh, Mark Miller. I found out it, it, it's pronounced Miller. I've always thought it was Millar. Oh, it, it is Miller. It's, That's the yeah. way you officially do it. Yeah, I was uh, – who was I listening to? I was listening to uh, Hollywood Babylon with uh, Ralph Garman, Kevin Smith, and Ralph Garman did a panel with Mark Miller. 
and asked him, how the fuck do you say your name? And uh, he found out it's Miller. So, uh, yeah, Jake. Uh, so, yeah, Netflix bought Miller World. And uh, what would you like to see adapted from Mark Millar? Miller. Uh, Jesus. Um, I want to see um, the um, Nemesis, the one he did with Steve McNiven. Uh-huh. Uh, there, there's always been long talk of they were doing a movie of that, and I thought that would be really interesting. So it'd be nice to maybe see that finally come to uh, fruition. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know if you read that or not. No, but, um, no. It gets really twisted. It's basically like um, about like a James Bond villain and like kind of from his POV. And what he does to the uh, James Bond analog character to get his revenge on him is just some of the most insane, far-fetched comic book storyline stuff I've ever seen. Like, Miller can get really twisted with his stuff. And this is this is some of the most twisted Miller I've ever read, what happens by the end of this story. So, And, I mean, Steve McNiven is a fantastic artist. Oh, yeah. The original Civil War and the old man Logan. And, uh, yeah, this is a great series. Um I don't hear people talk about it too much, and I think it's because it's it is pretty pretty damn dark, and it's not really that inventive. He pretty much just apes the James Bond formula. Yeah, he but does that he, with a lot of his stuff, though. You know, he'll take one thing from something else and and put it tw- give it a twist, like you said. Yeah, but it's it's really interesting, and I, I always thought it would be cool. It's like a, a I think it'd make a great ninety minute to two hour movie. Yeah, I would go with uh, one of his newer miniseries that he came out with empress um that was him and Stuart eminent and i've only read the first issue so like i can't really get into it too much but i i do remember i was really impressed with empress when i first read that first issue i've got the other ones waiting for me i will probably have to reread that first issue and read it collected but um that i think would have to be a movie and it's one of those things though that they really need to sell the fact that this is from the creator of like kingsman you know, some of the stuff that he's done, because like, I think with this one, you're getting into like, uh, Jupiter's ascending territory, tor- territory and Valerian territory where mm-hmm. it's, it's an unknown property that people might not give a chance. And it, it'd have to be a movie, big budget. And, uh, I, I just don't know if it'd be successful in that, in that way. Um, but I'd still like to see it. Um, yeah, the, I think the reborn could be a good one to actually yes, do as like yes. a mini series yeah. instead of doing the movie treatment. Right. Yeah, that's a scary thing. Like, if you put this up on Netflix, then more more people are going to be able to see it. You know, that's the thing about it. If Netflix does make some of these things movies, I wasn't even thinking of that. I'm thinking, like, theatrical shit. You know, mm-hmm. since this, since they bought Miller World, they, they would get access to these and be able to make them into movies or TV shows. More people are going to have access to it. It's not going to be like, you know, oh, should I take the family to go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man Homecoming, or Valerian? <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i think um yeah that's a great point i think like stranger things proves that you can take this brand new franchise yeah. and premiere it on netflix and yeah within a week it could be a pop culture phenomenon and i do think there's things in miller's library that could potentially make that happen for him yeah i, th- I, I would like goodbye to s- i would like to see maybe huck as well that's oh, yeah, uh that'd be good it's kind of like basically like if you took forrest gump and you made him a superhero like superman or something like that you know, he can't fly, but he's got super strength and, you know, just a very simple, I'm going to say it, simple-minded dude who's got, uh, who cares about people and can make a difference. So I I, uh, I think that that would be kind of an interesting, 
I think that that would be a good series on Netflix that people might be able to get into. So. Yeah, I think it's a great move by Netflix, and Miller's still cranking out brand new original series yeah. all the time. He kind of and he ha- he has that style. He kind of writes towards making a movie or a miniseries out of something. You oh, know, it's yeah. always these quick little yeah. bursts of story. Yeah. Well, they get optioned all the time. Oh yeah, you know what was that? What Chrononauts that got optioned? I mean, all these things get optioned before they even kind of like we Kick don't. Even... Was on like issue three yeah. or some shit like that. Exactly. All right, thank you, Pete, for the tweet. Uh, wow, that was a good tweet. That, I, I was expecting massive disappointment. That I know Pete. some Justice League tweet or some shit, right? <laughs> yeah, right. That was good. Uh, Aquaman looks amazing. <laughs> Ray Fisher, <laughs> cyborg. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's move into some uh, pop culture leftovers news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a leftover news, and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangsta as fuck, yo. All right. Uh, yeah, real quick news. Early reviews for It are coming in from some of the people that have got early screenings of the film that's coming out, uh, I think, next week or in a week and a half or two weeks or whatever the fuck. And uh, the Stephen King adaptation to film now, because it was a miniseries on TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, early reviews are coming in, and people are saying it's great, and yes, it's scary. Oh, that's so exciting. I can't wait to see this movie. And, I mean, we know that they've made only the first half. Like, this movie only yes. covers the children half. So, yes. like, that's been scary from the jump, too, because it's like, ugh, even if it is good, yeah. if it's not well-received by people, we're only going to get half a movie at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, like, even if, like, the TV miniseries, I think it fell off with the adult story. So, I wasn't yes, the biggest fan I of the agree. adult story. I thought it was better with the kids. I think they've done some great casting with these kids too. Of course, they got what the Stranger Things kid. You know, they got one of those kids. And then they is got, it Will? Yeah, what they got no, not is it Will? Is it Will? No, no, it's, Will's it's, the kid they went to the Upside Down, got lost in there and shit, right? Yeah, you're right. It's the other kid. It's the main kind of POV kid. It's the girl. Right. Yeah, like the girl that's dating the dickhead Steve. It's his. It's his. Uh, it's her brother, little brother. Yes. Yeah. That kid, and which then they, for some reason I can't remember his fucking name. Yeah, and then they got the kid from uh, Midnight Special in this one too, and I liked him. I thought he was fantastic. He's in this as well, so yeah. I'm looking. I'm forward. excited. Yeah, I am excited too. It seems like they've really like they're doing, like the, like they're pulling. You know, they're, they're they're doing everything for this one, and like the trailers look scary. So I mean. I'm hoping that it's going to evoke the 80s. I, I hope that people aren't, you know, Stranger Thinged out and comparing it too much to that. So, hmm. Which comes out first, this or Stranger this. Things 2? This okay. comes out okay. like, you know, in a, in a week or two. And then Stranger Things comes out in like mid-October. It was supposed to come out, I thought, you know, on Halloween, but I think they changed that. Okay. I think that goes in its favor that it comes out first. Yeah, agreed. I agree. Uh, that's probably why they're not doing like the Halloween release. They, they know better. Mm. People are going to stay home and watch Stranger Things. They better get their money now. So <laughs> Adam Wingard, uh, the director for Kong versus, uh, Kong versus Godzilla, excuse me, talked with Screen Crush recently about the film and he said, it's a massive monster brawl movie. There's a lot of monsters going crazy on each other, but at the end of the day, I want there to be an emotional drive to it. I want you to be emotionally invested in them. I think that's what's going to make it really cool. It's also worth noting that Wingard said this time, because 
you know, these two have fought in the past in films before, but like not on this scale, of course. But this time there will be a definitive winner. Here's his quote with Entertainment Weekly. He said, I do want there to be a winner. The original film was very fun, but you feel a little let down that the movie doesn't take a definitive stance. People are still debating now who won in that original movie, you know. So I do want people to walk away from this film feeling like, okay, there is a winner. I got some questions for you, Jake. We hear these yeah. statements, definitive winner. Uh, I want to throw this out there. I want, I want to, I want, who do you think Adam Wingard's going to choose? Uh, as far as winner, do you think that that means a death? And also, who would you want to see win? So kind of like a trifecta of questions there for you. I have my thoughts on it, but I want to know yours first. And yours are not going to affect mine. All right. Let me, uh, let me take that piece by piece. Yeah. Uh, as far as the death goes, I don't think it has to mean a death. In fact, I think it most definitely will not be a death. I think a win can be counted by a TKO here. Sub- right? A little bit of a little bit of a submission. Do you think do you think the the ref from the McGregor Mayweather fight is going to step in and put an end to it? I think if if he's in charge, I think we've got a fair fight ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so no home court advantage. This is not going to be taking place on like Kong Skull Island. It's not going to be pl- taking place in like Tokyo. This is going to be like on uh, foreign land. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think. <laughs> I think Canada, like, Canada is going to get fucked up. I don't mean to be safe with this answer, yeah. but I think the director, I think the director will want Kong to win, but yeah. I think if, if this was the real deal fight, Godzilla would win. Okay. Okay. All right. So you're choosing Godzilla. Oh, uh, well, I think in the movie Kong will win. Yeah. No, no. You're saying, you're saying like for your pick, you for my would, pick Godzilla. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're looking at like pound, for, pound for pound, and you're and you're stacking them up the stats. Tail of the tape. Yeah, tail of the tape. And uh, you're saying atomic breath beats uh, jaw ripping motherfucking gorilla dude. Yes. All right. Yeah. I uh, you know I I think it's weird because you do have like uh, is Adam Wingard is he an American director? You know I don't know he, the the name sounds like he could be a British director. Do you want me to start Googling that? Yeah, yeah, let's look this up. Because this might, you know, this might play into it a little bit. American director, even though Kong is not like an American, you know, it's not like Kong came from fucking Texas. You know, I know everything's bigger in Texas, but he's like from an island. But like King Kong is an American story, you know. It's from an American, yeah. I believe, right? Is, is <laughs> Now I'm checking on that. Now I don't even know. <laughs> Jeez, Brian, quit making fact check. <laughs> so bad with these comments. Yeah. No, I thought, King, I mean, you know, it takes place in the Empire State Building and all that shit, you know? I would have, yeah. I would imagine the original story was written by an American. King Kong 1933. Adam Wingard is an American film director, yeah, okay. editor, cinematographer, and screenwriter. Yeah, yeah. So. He's, he's rooting for King Kong. Yeah, who do we got? A- James Ashmore. James Ashmore, yeah, the guy, one of the writers for the original Kong movie. I don't know if it was like a book ad- adapted or whatever. We'd have to have Hotner on for this episode. But like <laughs> this guy was born in Ohio back in 1894. So yeah, American director and an American story is what I'm taking it. You, you know, is it is it is it right for him to make the the gorilla win? You know, mm, that's who he wants to do more of the movies focusing on. I think. You know, and how 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 are Japanese audiences going to react to watching their hero Godzilla? You know, 
get 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 defeated. Mm, probably not well, and that's a huge audience yeah. for a movie like this. And like, they hated, they absolutely hated the the Bruckheimer Godzilla film. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, they weren't alone, right? No, not, 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 <laughs> not at all. <laughs> they, <laughs> they were in good company here in the states too. Oh man, remember that part where they drive out of his mouth, off of his tongue, and like narrowly make that jump onto the roof of that building? Yes. Oh, oh that man. part made me laugh so hard. Terrible. I love the uh, <laughs> the uh, Roger Ebert character that they brought into that movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was funny. Yeah. Oh man, poor Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Stick the musicals, Chief. Yeah. yeah, he needed a day off from that fucking movie. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's one of the. I, I of course, I would want to see. I kind of like want to see Kong win, man. You know, I think like he's yeah. he can uh, he you know I want to see him like punch, you know, this fucking thing in the face. I want to see him like try to like rip his jaw open. I don't think he's going to be able to do it. Um, and I think once he tries to do it, dude, he's going to get fucking hit with atomic breath. Right? Oh, right in the face. Yeah. Yeah. You see like a, see like this fucking bald monkey after that, you know? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I still, even though I didn't enjoy the, you know, the, uh, Kong Skull Island movie, I, I'm still looking forward to seeing these two titans, these two titan kaijus go up against each other in this movie. And I'm uh, with you on that. Yeah. They still have my ticket money. Yeah. As much as I didn't care for Skull Island, it's, it's, I mean, this is going to be, you're going to get what you pay for here. You're going to yeah. get to see the monsters fight each other. Yeah. Uh, Wingard also confirmed to Slash Film that this movie is going to take place in modern day, and it will have characters from Godzilla 2 involved. So some other kaijus or just characters as far as people that are going to be in Godzilla 2 uh, are going to be in this movie as well. Um, but it is taking place in modern day, so we're going to get a much larger Kong. We remember like the statements from uh, John C. Riley's character in Kong Skull Island, where he talks about, you know, he's still growing. Kong is still growing, so we're gonna see. He's not. I don't think he's even gonna come close to being as big as Godzilla. Um, Godzilla is definitely gonna have the height advantage, but you know, you've got you've got Kong with the reach advantage. I sound like fucking Joe Rogan <laughs> right now, you know. <laughs> and you got another tale of a tape here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it though. We'll yeah, see. I that, think it could. I think it could be good yeah. if you just try not to have too much other auxiliary dumb stuff going on, yeah. and you make the primary focus that these two, you know, titans of monster cinema fighting each other. Then I think you could have a fun movie. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna. Let's, I don't know. I don't know how long we're gonna talk about this next one. Uh, we, Couple, a couple weeks ago, you know, there was the news that David Hasselhoff wanted James Gunn to reboot Knight Rider. So, uh, this is all coming out because of these, uh, he's got that song that he did for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and he's mm-hmm. been doing like these press interviews, and you know, anytime he can get some FaceTime in front of the press, he's gonna try to like, you know, shill his own bullshit. And, uh, so, uh, he's, uh, He's claiming that he's now been talking to Robert Rodriguez about a Knight Rider reboot. And here's this quote from Cinema Blend. Um, I have met Robert Rodriguez. He does uh, from Dust Till Dawn and Machete. And I said, you need to do Knight Rider. (laughs) 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 Because he was doing a marathon of Knight Riders. and, And he said, can we have a selfie? And I said, no, I don't want a selfie. I want to do the movie. 
uh, <laughs> I want to shoot the TV series. I want to bring it back and make it dark. Michael Knight comes back and he's pissed. I hope it happens. And if it does, it'll be kind of like Logan. It'll be dark. Uh, Hasselhoff is Michael Knight in 2017. Knight Rider, the saga continues. Uh, doesn't look like this is going to happen. Uh, I'm going to talk about that here in a moment. But like, would you want to see this? Uh, do I want it to happen? Is that the question? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to see this Robert Rodriguez? You know, like, uh, you know, this guy's done like, you know, the Grindhouse film. What was it? Uh, Planet yeah, Terror? From Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn, Machetes, Spy Kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, Sin City. Since, yeah, he did, he did Sin City. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't need to see this. If, if they, if they made it, I do like Robert Rodriguez enough that I probably would check out at least the pilot. Yeah. But I would rather Robert Rodriguez's creative forces yeah. get working on something that would kind of put him back in the game again. I don't think this is that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's and they tried a reboot. I think back in like 2009 or in the. It late, was terrible and it was awful. So yeah, I, but anyway, it looks like they're going to move ahead with uh, a Knight Rider reboot film, which is going to be uh, John Cena and Kevin Hart as comedy. Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, thank you. See, that's what that's what David Hasselhoff's upset about that because he didn't like the treatment of Baywatch in the theaters. So he's yeah. he's worried about protecting his little baby, and he wants to have Robert Rodriguez kind of. You know, I, I I get a kick out of it if it was more of like a uh, like a Kung Fury type of thing where with the comedy and. <laughs> You know, gritty violence and, and, and fun shit. But as far as like, I don't think that Hasselhoff can, he's talking about Logan. I don't think that he could, you can't put, you can't put your performances up there, Hasselhoff, with fucking, you know, uh, you know, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Come on. Yeah. I don't think he, no, can, he no, can't no, go no. that dramatic. He doesn't have that range, you know? Yeah, that, that, yeah, I don't know. I don't have much more to say about this story, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, we're done. All right, fuck it. Uh, we got more Hellboy reboot news uh, this past week. David Harbour talked to Happy, Sad, Confused podcast. We're talking, our podcast has become fucking uh, Hellboy news, like, every week. I like it. Yeah. It's fascinating. Well, he talked to the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast about how his Hellboy will be different than Ron Perlman's. Uh, quote, Ron sort of embraces this machismo in himself and in Hellboy, and I really like it, and it's super fun, and it's super fun performance, but I think Hellboy has a certain psychodynamic where occasionally he has to prove that he's the lion, has to roar, and I think he struggles with his own masculinity, but I don't think he needs that as much as maybe those other movies. I have a bit of a different take on his capability or his slickness. I sort of think that for me, he's a little less skilled at constructing that persona. Hmm, that's interesting. I well, kind of, I like what he's coming from there. Yeah, yeah, and then the, this quote really—it does line up with Splash Report's rumors about the new plot, script, and character details. Uh, those were uh, quote: "You will see the BPRD headquarters." which is on a snow-capped mountainside, you will see arcane artifacts, cryptid skeletons, freakish things encased in a formaldehyde period weapons. Uh, fans will also get to see the symbol of a hand holding a sword with the words in absentia luci tenebrae vinciot. I can't even know if I said those right, but whatever. Uh, the Hellboy reboot will 
indeed be R rated R and will be a darker horror story than the lighter tone from the previous Del Toro films as you get to see a lot of cool action scenes that will include severed heads. There are some creatures of darkness. One creature has giant tentacles, which wraps themselves around the London Bridge, hence why the film will be filmed in London. Um, the film leaves it wide up for a sequel, as you get to see who Hellboy is going after next. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, it. I don't know, I... <laughs> I'm not – none of these statements, like, have me discouraged at all. Um, I, I do think that uh, David Harbour uh, talking about, like, the differences in his uh, Hellboy character and Ron Perlman's are a little – I don't know. And he's he's really trying to get into the head of this character. And it could be – it could be interesting and then it could be – it could fall flat, you know? Yeah. Uh, that, that, it is weird. It, it kind of – it reminds me of He's talk- Ice explaining the differences between the, uh, the two songs. <laughs> yes, you know? yeah, yeah. Pressure and under pressure or whatever, and then uh, Ice Ice yeah. Baby. Yeah, my Hellboy's like da 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 da. Yeah, <laughs> or his Hellboy's da 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 da. Well, he's talking about Hellboy's masculinity and how he's not, you know, comfortable with it 100 percent and blah 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 blah. I mean, dude, yeah, that that'll sounds great, but you got to portray that in the film. You got to really show me. That the character's different from the Ron Perlman shit, you know. And Ron Perlman, I thought, did a great. Yeah, Ron Perlman just oozes masculinity and machismo. He really does. Oh, yeah, yeah. And in that type of like genre that they were doing, like he's just the perfect fit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it also sounds like this is not going to be an origin story, according to David's uh, David Harbour's comments to Collider. So they're avoiding that. He says uh, there is something of his origin, but it's not really an origin movie. Uh, we kind of pick up the movie like we're running and gunning. We do have a little bit of stuff where we show stuff, but it really is a story and you just drop in with this guy. In a way, I feel like that's kind of what Indiana Jones was. You start with him stealing the idol, but also you do go back to the university and you understand he's an archaeologist. But this is just a guy who goes and steals idols and fights Nazis and wants to steal the Ark of the Covenant. But you never go back when when he's a kid and you're like, how did he become Indiana Jones? It's like, no, we accept this as Indiana Jones. And I think that's our that's what our story does, too. You accept that there's this half-demon guy running around the world and being a paranormal investigator and solving crimes and also dealing with his own issues at the same time. So, I like those quotes a lot. Like it, That's like the classic Spielberg way of making a movie. You just, boom, start right in the action. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. And, you know, like in a world where we're kind of like we're getting a lot of reboots, Jake, and and people are kind of uh, annoyed with these origin stories. You know, Spider-Man fell into that trap two times in the films, retelling mm-hmm. these origin stories and then trying to do them in different ways. And I feel like, yeah, I like what he said. Like, you know, you this movie from the get-go, you're running and gunning. And I li- I like that quote a lot. So yeah, that, that's exciting stuff. So yeah. I hope that is. I hope that's true. Yeah, Ed Skrine, who plays Ajax in Deadpool, joined the Hellboy, Hellboy reboot and uh, found out from Pete Neen that there uh, it's a whitewashing here of this character that he's playing. Ooh. Yeah, so that's not cool. Not cool. I'm sick of that shit. Sick of that shit. So <laughs> it, it's annoying, man. I'm, I'm sick of it with the fucking uh, anime to film movies. You know, with the uh, Ghost in the Shell, and it's. Uh, I would just like to see things properly adapted and, and for, you know, especially Asian actors to be able to get some work in Hollywood, you know, other than Ken Watanabe 
and uh, some yeah, of these especially other when they're making things like Ghost in the Shell or yeah, Death Note, absolutely, or an Akira movie, or you know, like I was thinking Ghost in the Shell, like if they would have cast like Rinko Kikuchi from uh, you know uh, Pacific Rim to be the lead in that movie, you know. Let's let's do come on let's do something different you know yeah exactly it exactly always I mean you know people weren't blown away by Lucy with Scarlett Johansson I mean really you know she's done some great stuff you know um, but you know she's had she's had her share of misses in the film world you know so yeah I don't know I agree. Uh, looks like uh, the Duffer Brothers won a season three of Stranger Things according to this interview with Vulture. Um, in a new interview with Vulture, the brothers Matt and Ross Duffer teased the second season of Stranger Things in which they wanted to push things a bit because like any good movie sequel, number two is always a little bigger. Uh, in the process, they also confirmed that season three of the show is officially a go and that they plan to do one more after that. So, Oof. yeah. So they want four seasons. Yeah. Quote, we're thinking it will be a four season thing and then out, says Ross. The showrunners talked about continuing to evolve the story since, as Matt is aware, constantly running their child stars through the upside-down ringer might not be sustainable. I don't know if we can justify something bad happening to them once a year. And as for the endgame, Ross did offer one hope for where the members of the Hawkins AV Club might go off to. Quote, they're going to have to get the fuck out of this town, Ross told Vulture. It's ridiculous. So... Season. Huh. So uh, would that yeah. be by the end, by the end of the series or before like by season 3 we'll have a whole new location. I'm guessing a whole new location after season 3. That's what uh, that, I, that's what I would uh, that's what I would want. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. I, I think after two seasons it's it's fun to explore somewhere new. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like the and leftovers what, did. I was getting ready to say the same thing. That's yeah. what made it so great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stars is getting a new show. Yeah, so four seasons of Stranger Things. I don't know if it's a good thing. I don't know if these kids are going to continue to. I mean, we got to see what they do in season two. You know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It could be the sophomore slump. It could all. It could all be over. I mean, you know, you watch a lot of these TV shows, and yeah, I'm going to talk about a sitcom here, but like, yeah, a lot of sitcoms like these kids out. They out where they're welcome, right? Yeah. They outstay their welcome. Like, you know, Modern Family, those kids are getting old and I don't give a shit, you know. <laughs> that show that show was fun for the first few seasons. And I was just like, I'm, I'm over this shit. It sucks now. And even like the different strokes kids, like Gary Coleman got fucking ugly towards like the last few seasons, you know. <laughs> yes. You know. Yes. Yeah, you got to get on that train now. They God. should do season three like yeah. four months from now. Absolutely. Uh, stars getting a new show that I'm, I'm really interested in. Uh, the news comes from THR. The premium cable network is teaming with Common, Rizza, and Jerry Bruckheimer to develop Mark Olden's book series, Black Samurai, as a scripted TV series. Have you ever read Black Samurai? No, I never even heard of it. That you, sounds cool. Yeah, I never, I never heard of it either. Common is attached to Star, while Rizza and Bruckheimer will executive produce. I, let me start off, like, I love Common. Um, yeah, Common's great. He's hell, a great yes. performer and actor. I loved him in Hell on Wheels. So good in that movie, uh, working uh, alongside Anson Mount in Hell on Wheels on AMC. Fantastic. And I, I love him in the John Wick films, too. He's, he was so good in that last film. Yeah, yeah. He brings a lot of atmosphere. I think he's really great. Uh, the drama follows Robert Sand, 
played by Common, a highly trained American army ranger whose life is transformed when he meets a legendary Japanese master who invites him to train as a samurai. After his, I love, it's just fucking crazy. Yeah, that sounds good. After his beloved sensei and samurai brothers are killed by mercenaries, Sand is thrust on a worldwide journey of both revenge and self-discovery. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Stars notes that the potential series will be updated from the original novels and subsequent 1977 black exploitation uh, film that starred Jim Kelly. Then, then the, uh, the drama will be a mashup of the spy and martial arts genres and infused with the heart, soul, and music of Common and the Wu-Tang Clan creating a modern-day international action star. I, I love everything about this, Jake. Yeah, that sounded great. When's that When's that start? I, I, I don't have any news about, like, when this is supposed to. I think it's in the very early stages right now. So just a cock tease is all you're doing. Yeah, I know Aaron Claude Miller from Nerd Porn is a big fan of RZA. I guess RZA did uh, – he, he, he directed uh, some episodes. Like, I think he directed an episode of Luke Cage. Um, oh, yeah. And then he did a bunch of music videos and shit like that. So, um, yeah, Rizza's super talented. Yeah. He's fantastic. Uh, so, Common Rizza and Jerry Bruckheimer. Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer has me a little bit worried, but I, I think, like, the source material and just having Rizza and Common involved in this and just, just, the, just the source material just sounds so fun and crazy that I, and stars has just been killing it with these series lately, Jake, you know, like mm. they started off with like, you know, the Spartacus stuff and the black sales yeah. stuff, which really didn't pick up. Like, I know a lot of people said like stick with black sales, it gets better, you know, and a lot of people are talking about what is that, that show powers on there saying that's great. But like, I've really been into like American gods and, and Ash versus evil dead. And I feel like they might have another hit on their hands here. Yeah, it sound, that sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. So looking forward to that. Um, let's see here. I, I, yeah, next story. Next story. I know how I feel about this, Jake. I want your thoughts. I'm gonna explain. I'm gonna explain mine, but I want to know what you think. Comcast and Amazon join Apple in developing a delivery system for premium video on demand titles that would be available for home viewing 30 to 45 days after debuting in theaters. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh. Make, make it so I can rent the movie way early. If Hollywood can Studios – uh, let me – yeah, let me get into how this works a little bit. We'll talk about it. If Hollywood yeah, Studios – I want to hear about price points. If Hollywood Studios get their wish, a new premium video-on-demand service could finally be introduced in the first two months of 2018. One likely scenario, consumers would pay $30 to rent a movie only – 30 to 45 days after the film is opened in theaters. This makes sense for family and friends, Jake. Yeah, I would never do that. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to have a group of people come over, correct? Yeah, exactly. And you would really think it'd be really the only the huge big event movies you'd be doing this for. Well, hold on. Now, are you going to be able are you going to want to watch those in the theater, you know, with your new movie pass that you can get for 9.95 a month now? Or, yeah. and, and then hope to not be spoiled on this big blockbuster within 30 to 45 days and, you know, avoid Twitter, avoid Facebook, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. I, I don't know. That seems kind of like, I don't see how that's going to work. If, if it was 30 bucks from the jump, like the day the movie came out, then, then you're talking about something that could actually come in and make a dent. I think but. this works for families though. I think this works for families on a budget. Yeah, it's cheaper to see Toy Story 4 by just paying $4. 
you can pause at home yeah. if the kids get a little bit of a little bit rowdy. You don't want to take the kids to the movie theaters because your kids are fucking uh, little demons in the theater, running around, <laughs> standing on seats, crying and shit, talking throughout the whole fucking thing. You know, you got oh, your yeah. little, you got your demon seed that you bring to the theater, and then they're kicking my seat the entire fucking time. And then <laughs> now you can keep your little shit, your little problem child at home. And I'm not saying all kids are like that. And I know parents out there, my kids aren't like that. My kids aren't like that. I don't know what he's talking about. My kids are perfect. Okay, yeah, you got little fucking angels. Good for you. All right? <laughs> yeah, your kids are perfect. You got the exception. Way to go. Good parenting. Anyway. It happens. It ha- I'm sure all of our listeners are the best parents. Yeah, I'm sure they all are. Anyway, <laughs> one star. Throw it up there. I don't give a fuck. It'd be nice to hear from you fucking assholes in the iTunes. Two weeks. <laughs> I'll take anything. I'll take Give anything. Give us the bad. Yeah. They killed we Julie Andrews. They insulted my children and killed Julie Andrews all in one episode. <laughs> Her vote. Talked about putting a condom on a, a young boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you remembered that one, Jake. <laughs> I can't, I'm, upset, I'm upset with myself that I left it out. I know. I wanted to make sure you covered all the bases. <laughs> Imagine having to wait to see that scene 30 to 45 days later, you know? I know. I know. <laughs> HBO, they're doing God's work. Yes, they are. Anyway, you know, I, I, I Jake, I don't like this. I, 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 I'm a, I, I guess I'm a fucking movie snob and a movie purist. Um, I like, I want the theater to be able to have that experience for people within the first. Yeah. You know, I want the I want them to have the theatrical runs um, that they had. You know, three to four months in theaters before we start to see these things come out on uh, these uh, video on demand services. You know, I have no problem with them. Like, I guess I have no problem with them releasing maybe two weeks early on like digital or whatever. I mean, I've kind of come to acceptance on that. Mm-hmm. But as far as like, you know, these big I, theaters are dying anyway. It feels like they're trying to. I, and people are upset about Movie Pass. Let me, let me, uh, you know, saying, <coughs> well, AMC is. I think it's a great thing, and I think AMC should actually be working hand in hand with them, like they were. AMC was actually back in 2011. AMC was working with Movie Pass to try to figure out ways for people to be able to uh, watch 3D and IMAX movies in their theaters with Movie Pass. And yeah, now, now they're like, oh, fuck. Now they're fighting which, them which on ma- it. Which makes no sense. Well, I, a lot of people are saying, like, AMC has come out and said, you know, MoviePass is not going to be able to sustain this. They're not going to be able to keep uh, – how are they going to be able to sustain this service? People are going to get used to seeing movies for nine ninety five a month, unlimited, in theaters, and they're not going to be able to uh, – they're going to go in debt. They're never going to be able to uh, sustain – this is not this is not a, uh, you know, a model that you can sustain – there's no way to make a profit, and I think AMC is a little bit upset because it's kind of like uh, dipping into their AMC Stubbs program that they've been mm. like, you know, rolling out a lot more since they bought up, you know, Carmike Cinemas and things like that. And I also think that, um, and but they've come out and said that they just don't think that they can sustain the model. Now, MoviePass has a deal worked out with Mastercard where they can get better analytics than the actual theaters, and they can sell these analytics to marketing companies. And that's where they're going to make their profit. And I think all the people – and we've talked about this, me and you, Jake. Oh, yeah. The concessions. That's where AMC is going to make their money is the concessions. Oh, Oh, yeah. And you're more willing, I think, to spend the money on the concessions when you're saving so much money to see the movie in the first place. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So it's like, okay, now I'll buy a large drink because I, I, I've saved, you know, 30 bucks this month right. seeing a couple movies. Right, right. I'm going to get candy, popcorn, large drink. You know, hey, you want nachos? Let's get – hey, let's fucking get nachos. We're yeah. getting nachos. Why the fuck not at this point? Yeah. Right. After I got I got so much money left over, we can pull it all together and we can have Maggie Gyllenhaal slide a fucking condom on our cocks after this <laughs> is over. That's how much money we're saving. <laughs> oh man, I just came already. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know that's what uh, that's what finish that's what Finn Street stands for. Finish. Um, oh. <laughs> sorry, Finn. Finn is one of our younger listeners. Everybody, I know that doesn't help for me to like clarify that. I know that makes everything. <laughs> Yeah. Good, good job. But yeah, I don't like I don't like this um, this thirty to forty five days thing. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it'll hurt the theaters too much. And in fact, I think it might be a failure. So I can't imagine too many people utilizing this. You know, I, we've heard about this in the past. I mean, they've talked about this in the past. This is like nothing new. But what I think is new about this is you've got Cam, uh, Comcast and Amazon have now joined Apple. So it's like yeah. the, uh, you're talking about, you know, three huge companies, especially Amazon and Apple. And I mean, Comcast is universal. So yeah, they're they're NBC. So. Exactly. This is huge. So I, I they're 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 actively trying to figure out a delivery system for these payable video on demand titles. And it's yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I could see them making extra money off of it in that aspect because the way you're delivering it to people isn't you don't it's I don't have to go out and buy this thing to do it. Yeah, I get it through the Comcast on demand I already have. Right. I get it through the Apple apps I already have. You know. Yeah. So yeah, the delivery of it could be very easy. It's just the time that that that, that the theaters have these movies are, are so limited anyway. And when you have a movie like, I think it also hurts like. Maybe it can even hurt the studios too. I don't know. It's just I, I want to see true numbers when these movies come out. Like you've got Wonder Woman that's been like they just released it again in IMAX, Jake, on Friday. I mean, it's it's still getting more money, and yeah. it's like it's like are we going to see true stats of like how movies are doing in the box office after this service you know takes hold? I. I don't know. I, I I don't like this for studios either. I, I want to know like what studios are thinking about this too. Universal's been hurting anyway. They don't give a shit. No, I don't think it would really take mu- much of a cut into the theater, honestly. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's the thing that's going to destroy the theater. I I hope not, not yet. I not hope yet. not. I mean, you know, I, we've seen what have we what have we seen die out? You know, go the way of the dodo bird, blockbuster video, and. You know, I mean, is this, I don't want to see theaters become like, uh, like, hey, do you remember, you remember when we used to have a lot of theaters? <laughs> you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have that conversation. I want to be able to have my choice of being able to go to like two or three different theaters in my town. And, you know, I, I love, you know, we've, the, Champagne's got a co-op theater and I love that. I don't want, I don't want shit like that to, to go away. So. Yeah. I don't think that's in any danger. And they see they've got three they've got three big companies now, and that's what they need to really be successful to have this roll out. And they've got it now, yeah, you know, Apple, Comcast, and uh, and um, uh, Apple, Comcast, and Amazon. So yeah, the you know, trifecta of evil. Yeah. If well, if Disney jumps in on this, it's happening. I mean, so oh yeah, yeah, yeah then it's a lock. Apple was trying to buy Disney. Yeah, so. that would have been awesome. Ooh man. 
their parks would have been like the technology in the parks. Like as soon as you walk in, just yeah, that would have been really crazy. You, I was reading about that yeah. merger too. You would literally wow. walk into the park with your iPhone or your iPad, and then like you know, Tinkerbell would like just like do some shit on your screen. Like that's how interactive this shit would be, you know? <laughs> Tinkerbell would slide a condom <laughs> on, your- <laughs> on your cock. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll give you something to tinker with. There you go. Yeah, tinker oh, balls. Man. Tinker balls is what they call her. Tinker balls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. A lot of setup. We've been we've been planning that joke for weeks. I know, I know, I know, I know. It paid off. Right, finally, finally, we got there. All right, you want to take a break or do you want to jump into Marvel news? Uh, I would love a break. I need a drink refill. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back with Marvel news. Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, They'll contact you, and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right. Yeah. Whoa, settle down. Oh, hey. Freaking me out. I know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jumping into some Marvel news right now for everybody. A little bit of Marvel. It's the same shit every week, right? <laughs> Sorry, I was shutting up for the bumper. <laughs> I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to play it here in a moment. Same shit. What do we got? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Big shockers. Uh, next is DC news and Star Wars news. Then we end the episode. Oh, I thought you meant the content of the news. You're talking the content of our show. Yeah, is content the of the show. Every week. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That, that, that goes without saying. Yeah, yeah. Same bumpers. All that shit. Here we go. Marvel news. Marvel news. All right, yeah, some uh, spoilers here for. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna. All right, I'll I'll leave you alone and let you talk by yourself. Are you leaving? You don't want to hear him? No, I'm just. I don't care. Spoil, Spoil away. Spoiler puss. Should I play? No, not not at all. Do I need to play a spoiler warning for this? No. Some things I am about. To be, yeah, play it. Play it. All right. Spoiler warning. This is a pop culture leftovers spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your dickhole. You have been warned, spoiler pussies. All right, there were some uh, leaked photos from uh, Avengers 4, the untitled Avengers 4 that they are filming. Oh, this is going to be juicy. What we got? <laughs> Pepper Potts. She's coming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you played the bumper for that. <laughs> Pepper Potts. 
Yeah. Oh, man. I wish I would have been in the know and avoided all that. PP's coming back. PP. 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 She was in the old Spider-Man Homecoming. And uh, PP's coming back and doing some uh, Avengers 4. PP. Friendship. <laughs> so, yeah. There's, there's your big spoiler. <laughs> I ain't got anything else. That's it for Marvel news? <laughs> no. that's I got more Marvel news. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I got I got more spoiler news. Oh wow! What now? What 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 now? Are you gonna ruin? I'm gonna play the spoiler warning again. No. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time. Up, <laughs> Funko Pops is spoiling films again, and it's uh, oh, one thing I love about Funko. Yeah, the spoilers that you get from old Funko Pops. Yeah, they're good for it. Uh, yeah, this time they're spoiling uh, Thor Ragnarok. It looks like uh, Toy Wiz has posted a uh, Grandmaster Funko Pop. Toy Wiz. PP and Toy Wiz. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Wiz on the electric fence. <laughs> it looks like uh, Toy Wiz has posted a Grandmaster Funko Pop. Sounds very racist. <laughs> grand wizard the grand wizard <laughs> they got the new ku klux clan edition of funko pops <laughs> yeah that does sound pretty bad it does no argument there <laughs> oh god i'm not no i'm not touching that one yeah, not... no oh wow anyway yeah uh toy whiz posted a so, grand... so the, spo- the spoiler is is that the new thor movie is very racist <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking asgardian aryan oh thor man is a giant like freaking white supremacist hey i never i didn't see that coming i didn't I guess, either i guess he did have the blue eyes and the blonde hair yeah that's what i'm saying asgardian <laughs> aryan so this, wow this yeah. is a twist I do not like. I'm not a big fan. Not a... <laughs> <laughs> this is worse than when they made Kappa Nazi. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> Toy Wiz. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this is hilarious. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. This is horrible. It's horrible. Gosh, we've talked about it. Miners having sex with M- Maggie Gyllenhaal and now... KKK Funko Pops. This is. Wish I could have had sex with Maggie Gyllenhaal when I was a minor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes without saying, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh. Well, I mean, you made me think about <laughs> it again. Breaking news. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it back into my consciousness again, so I'm sorry. Jake had a penis when he was a teenager. <laughs> wow. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> You're all points of bulletin yeah, voices there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Jake Elliott, young, dumb, full of gum. Wants to fuck yeah. Maggie Gyllenhaal back when he was a teenager. <laughs> all right. I didn't, know, I didn't know about her then. Uh, Jeff Goldblum's playing the Grandmaster. And, uh, and uh, on the site for Toy Wiz, they have uh, the Funko Pop. And Grandmaster on the Funko Pop box is listed as a Celestial. So, Ooh. yeah, we saw Kurt Russell as one of the Celestials in the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And uh, now we're getting Grandmaster is listed as a Celestial. So now, with him being the brother of the Collector, Collector, is Collector a Celestial? 
Yeah, this seems like minor spare, like spoiler territory, sure. right? Didn't she sure. already kind of figured this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the. It, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things. Like when we show when they showed the actual Celestials in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, like they're huge. You know, like they're these huge. Like we, they even went inside uh, uh, the, the the head of uh, nowhere, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think an ego kind of brought into the into the atmosphere that we can have, you know, yeah. humanoid shaped celestials sure. that they can kind of assume these other forms. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Celestial. Yeah, now these aren't you, pepper pots and, and toy whiz <laughs> grandmaster Funko. And yeah, these aren't the best spoilers. I wasn't trying to discredit the spoilers. I'm just saying that, that it's not as bad as it could have been. Ex- yeah, true. It, it's I'm not. Gl- I'm glad. I'm glad you don't have the scoop on this deal. Right. Uh, here's an interesting quote from uh, James Gunn on his Facebook page after being asked by um, uh, a fan, like a Q&A little thing that he had going on. He was asked uh, if uh, Nova could end up showing in the film, specifically the younger Nova, Sam Alexander. And he said, yes, definitely. Nova comes up occasionally as someone we might use. One of the things I'm doing with creating Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 that will take place after the next two Avengers movies, and it will help set up the next 10 to 20 years of Marvel movies. It's going to really expand the cosmic universe. We're going to be setting up new characters. It will be the last movie of this version of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, what a crazy quote. When I read this one, I was like, Michelle, you got to listen to this quote. From yeah. Gun. This is crazy. First off, they're talking about Nova. Secondly, they're talking about 10 to 20 years of Marvel movies and it being cosmic related. Yeah, and, that's the part. <clears throat> yeah. That's, that's the crazy part. Yeah. So are they going to start having cosmic events? You know, other than, of course, Infinity War. But a lot of that takes a place on Earth. I, I've heard like 80% of it takes place on Earth. Yeah. So, yeah. I've heard, I've heard the same. So I would, I was thinking that the next one would be the one that would be the one that could have more stuff taking place in space just by the nature of the story there. Avengers 4. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this, this, the, the shots that I saw from Avengers 4, though, with the Pepper Potts stuff, the pictures, it was on Earth, but, you know, you gotta imagine that they will go cosmic eventually. And I'm, I'm thinking that we're gonna start having, like, cosmic events, especially with Captain Marvel coming into the universe, and, you know, Kree Scroll War being, uh, pretty much confirmed, so. Yeah, Guardians is so popular, so yeah. it's no surprise yeah. that they wouldn't want to expand that reach of the of the universe. <sighs> Ten to twenty years of Marvel movies is that a little ambitious? Or do yeah, you... I think he's being a little bit hyperbolic with that yeah. statement. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, seems a little bit radical. Yeah, maybe uh... maybe he knows what he's talking about. And if Marvel is smart, then they are letting James Gunn have that much of the steering wheel. I think at this point. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he's you know even though he's going to like step back from this current lineup of the Guardians after Volume 3. It doesn't seem like he's stepping away from Marvel anytime soon. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, great for, great news for Marvel. And and he's been able to do... He's found time to do his stuff. I know he didn't direct Velcro Experiment, yeah. but that was still kind of his baby yeah. that he helped get off the ground while he was doing all this stuff. I could also see him taking on maybe like a Netflix project or something like that, or like even like with the new Disney service, I could see him doing something with that as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I think at some point, though, James Gunn 
James Gunn isn't James Gunn unless he's making an R-rated movie. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I feel like he's going to want to get back to some of that stuff. You know, like, <sighs> thinking about directors that are, you know, like Michael Bay has been doing, you know, these Transformers movies, and hopefully he'll go back. It doesn't sound like they're going to be able to do Bad Boys 3, though. Yeah. Michael Bay, even Michael Bay squeezed in the, uh, like, the Benghazi flick. Yeah, he did. I saw that in the theater, actually. Yeah, he did squeeze that in. The 13 hours? Yeah, 13 hours, yeah. yeah. And it it wasn't a great flick, no. but it wasn't. It also wasn't total <laughs> garbage. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. So, yeah, I, I, I love James Gunn. I love how open he is with the fans on these Facebook things that mm-hmm. he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's the way he's always been. He just feels so down to earth and just like such a great guy. And he seems just so in tune with what comes across as, you know, not stupid and saturated when it comes to these superhero movies. Jeez, get a room, slide a fucking condom on his cock yeah. with your mouth already. Jeez. <laughs> James, pull out that gun. You know? <laughs> I'm going to put it in its holster. Give me a second. <laughs> Um, yeah, he was also asked during the Facebook Q&A, he, uh, well, not really asked, but he revealed uh, that Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 3's music will be influenced by Yondu. Remember at the end of spoilers for the end of the, uh, Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, uh, he, uh, was it, uh, what's his name? Skrull- uh, Sean Gunn's character. Skrull- Skoglar? Skigler? Squiggly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I always forget Sean Gunn's Cr- name. It's, Cre- it's just, it's just fun Sean Gunn. To Is it Krillig or Krom? Craiglar, 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 Craiglin, Craiglin. Ah, we got there. Craiglin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. I was gonna say Craggle Rock next. I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> Down on Craggle Rock. Yeah. Down on Craggle Rock. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, but he said Guardians of the Galaxy gave uh, the Zune was given to Peter uh, from yes. Craglin and. Uh, and so it, the music from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is going to be influenced by Yondu. Uh, the first two films were influenced by Peter's mother, uh, her music choices. So um, do you think this is going to play a big part in Volume 3, the music? Do you think that it's going to really hint at his relationship with Yondu? Or because would you say that the music in the first two really connected to his mother? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's... I think they play it both ways. I think some of the tracks do. Gunn seems to use it for different emotions for different scenes. I mean, yeah. he even says so himself, like in the commentary for Guardians. Right. You know, like, I mean, some of the songs are directly connected to his emotions with his mom. Yeah. But like in he was, he was of- hooked on a feeling for his mother, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I expect... It'll be the same here. I'm sure there'll be some selections that are like personifications of Yondu, but yeah. that won't be the whole movie. Like just like in Volume Two, Rocket yeah. and Groot are going to want to listen to songs, and those True. songs could be not based on the Yondu relationship. Yeah. When I think of Cherry Bomb, when I hear Cherry Bomb, I think of Peter's mom. <laughs> That's you a, know, it's a good example. It is. It is. I, those those two things go hand in hand. Um, but no, I, I think it'll be cool. It's also going to be songs that Peter's never heard. It'll be interesting to have him react to one of them. <clears throat> Maybe not like it. I don't know. So yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. Yeah. Let, let him hear some uh, <clears throat> some of the newer pop music he hasn't heard yet. And yeah, that'll really piss him off. 
I, I hope that one of the songs really does hit him. Maybe it has like an embedded me- message that he kind of like gets towards the end or something. I don't know. Or he thinks about Yondu or something. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it. So yeah, I think that's cool. I mean, one yeah. of the most exciting things of any new Guardians of the Galaxy movie is what's the soundtrack going to be yeah. and how, what parts it's going to play. Right. And I think volume two, even more so than volume one, incorporates the soundtrack into the actual plot points of the movie. Who are we going to get? Are we going to get some, uh, are we going to get cherry popping daddies or squirrel nut zippers? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're probably going to have Star Lord like have to hear like the Beebs for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. No, please not the Beebs. No, no Beebs. Uh, leaves the Beebs out of the film. Um, I got, I have a description for an action scene from Deadpool 2 from Screen Rant. They've, uh, Deadpool 2 has been filming a lot. Uh, I've actually been posting some of these, uh, on, uh, on, uh, our Facebook page for Pop Culture Leftovers. Some of these, uh, you know, behind the scenes footage. Uh, they've been filming a lot of Deadpool 2 in Vancouver. It's kind of shut down a lot of Vancouver. A lot of these businesses are a little upset with it, even though they are getting compensated. Um, and uh, it's it's been kind of easy for them to piece these uh, scenes together. And here's their description of this particular action sequence. The scene begins with Cable and Domino in hot pursuit of a large matte black Oshkosh military vehicle. Which is Oshkosh Bagosh. Oshkosh Bagosh, yes. It's <laughs> transporting a lot of uh, overalls. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh, it's transporting a quartet of cattle-like containers with captive mutants inside and has DMC painted in – I should – it should be DMX. I know. <laughs> yeah. Y'all going to uh. make me lose my mind up in this Oshkosh military vehicle. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, it's got DMC painted in large white lettering on its side. While Cable leaps atop the rear container, presumably attempting to free said mutants, Domino isn't far behind, giving chase on her Ducati. Oh, that's cool. What is that? I don't even know what that means. Motorcycle. A Ducati. Uh, uh, do you okay. remember the motorcycles in uh, Matrix uh, Rev- uh, Reloaded? Yeah. Those were Ducati motorcycles, and I think they're pretty fucking awesome. That's one of my favorite scenes. From, that's my only favorite scene from that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah is that the, scene's amazing. Is the Ducati scene. I used to watch that on loop all the time. Uh, it was, no, it's because it was so – it's the only redeeming part sweet. of that movie. Uh, I and just it, watched that scene. Yeah. Once the breakout attempt is spotted, the DMC truck begins driving recklessly. It's losing its mind up in here. <laughs> Oh, I was just thinking, I about snorted some fucking Dr. Pepper there. (laughs) It speeds up, runs through red lights, and T-bones any vehicle that have the misfortune of getting in its way. Uh, Lagging behind all of the action, Deadpool tries to catch up on a red Vespa. (laughs) That's like a scooter. (laughs) That I do know. Okay. Uh, (laughs) To make up for lost time and to get around traffic, he takes a shortcut by driving his scooter Onto the sidewalk. By the time he arrives onto the scene, Domino has pulled the driver out of the truck's cab and is steering the vehicle onto the highway. At this point, something or someone, probably Deadpool, causes the DMC truck to go over the side of an overpass and crash into a used car dealership below. I can't see the (laughs) below. Uh, (laughs) 
Oh, they're not. Yeah, below. It's below them. Uh, luckily, Domino jumps out of the falling vehicle in the nick of time and, as you can see in the video below, uh, uses her <laughs> luck-based powers to cushion her fall with a giant inflatable panda bear. And, yes, uh, you do get a shot of this giant inflatable panda bear, and it is fucking huge. Um, we also see the aftermath of the crash in these videos. Much of the dealership's inventory has been destroyed. Deadpool casually sits atop the badly damaged DMC truck, which rests on its side. Then we see one of the captive mutants dressed in a yellow prison jumpsuit standing amongst the wreckage. Interestingly, he's wearing a bulky metal collar around his neck. It's more than likely an inhibitor collar, a device used in Marvel Comics to neutralize the superpowers of the wearer. We saw those in the last Apocalypse film, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, my memory of that's hazy. But it's in the heli. Is it in the helicopter? Or was it the helicopter itself that neutralized their powers? No, now that I think about it, it was the helicopter yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it didn't neutralize enough because Mystique still looked like Jennifer Lawrence. Didn't go back to her blue form in that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, who is portraying the captive mutant? Though we don't get a clear look at his face, we can assume based on the actor's hairstyle, physique, and youthful appearance, it's uh, Julian Dennison. Uh, Julian Dennison is the – he's a 14-year-old actor from New Zealand. He was in uh, the movie The Hunt for the Wilder People with uh, – directed by Taika Waititi who's doing Thor Ragnarok and it starred Sam Neill. And it's a great movie. If it's still on Hulu, I highly recommend it. It's fantastic. It's like – a Wes Anderson movie meets Napoleon Dynamite, and it's so fucking hilarious. I loved it. And this kid is great, and he's going to have great chemistry with um, with Ryan Reynolds. I cannot wait. We've all seen, like, the behind – when they introduced – that they uh, said that this kid's going to be in the movie, you see, like, Ryan Reynolds dressed as Deadpool with this kid on his back. You've seen that picture? Yes, I yeah. have. So um, – who might he be playing? Seeing as though Deadpool 2 will feature characters that will re, that will appear in X-Force movies, which is currently being written by Joe Carnahan. Wow. That's cool. Joe Carnahan yeah, did, did the – Refresh me. He did a stretch with Patrick Wilson. Um, okay. Joe Carnahan was also attached to a Daredevil film when Fox still had the rights. He, you can still watch that sizzle reel on YouTube. He's done a lot of other stuff. He's a great writer in my opinion. Um, but, uh, Dennison could be playing Fat, uh, spelled P-H-A-T, whose real name is William Robert Riley. Fat, who is a member of X-Force, can stretch his fat deposits, making his ba- body larger and fatter. However, since Dennison is probably wearing an inhibitor collar, fat should appear thin in this scene. Then again, that can easily be explained if the collar broke during the crash or producers decided to reverse how his powers work. So... That's, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of action in that scene and them trying to rescue other mutants. So, Yeah, that, sound, that sounds really cool. That, that sounds already, though. The only worrisome thing is it sounds like a really different kind of scene than anything we ever saw in Deadpool 1. Yeah, because we're not getting the comedy beats in this from Deadpool himself. We're just get, hearing about the action that, um, that, the, that David Lech is doing here. Okay, okay. So we're not getting the comedy beats. And and this Dennison kid is really funny. So is Ryan Reynolds. I think that, you know, you're going to have Ryan Reynolds and, and, and Cable playing, you know, straight man and, and uh, wacky sidekick very well. And, uh, you know, this this seems to be 
and and then we get Domino using her her power luck powers in this. So I don't know, Jake. It it, it does sound like a very action heavy base scene. But like, if someone were to describe a scene from the Deadpool film without including the humor, you know. Yeah, you've alleviated my fears. Yeah, with that, that's a great. I think you've made a great point. I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm look. I'm still looking forward to it. Uh, you know, it's it's, of course. it's Deadpool two, and the first one was so good. So, and this is you know, man, it's amazing. This is going to be a summer release. They've and now what is it like? Uh, you got fucking the X Men films doing November now or something crazy? Yeah, next year. Um. Yeah, Deadpool comes out next year in the summer, and then uh, no, I meant that uh, X Men is November next year. Yeah, was Dark Phoenix November next year, or is it like spring the following? I think it's I think it's in the uh, or did they take over the February shit? I don't know, but Dark Phoenix hasn't even started filming. No, so. that has to be November, right? Yeah, yeah, I would imagine it's November. Yeah, Simon Kinberg directing that pile of shit. <laughs> all right, that's all. I, that's all I got for the Marvel news. Let's jump into some DC news. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina, and now the leftovers are going to destroy DC news. It's time for DC news, you fucking pieces of shit. All right, DC news this week. I got a DC email here from Chris B. Uh, hey, leftovers, and whoever is in, is in on this episode. Nobody. He says, hopefully, Jay. Probably not, but a boy can wish. Uh, Jay's a leftover. Jay texted us yesterday. You don't have a phone, so you didn't get the text. <laughs> That's, it's true. Yeah. Did, you, did you tell him that? Yeah, I told him that. I told him, I said, Jake is upset with you. And <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. I know. I know. I said, you know, he's blocked you from his phone, so if he doesn't respond to this, that's why. So... <laughs> He's, uh, yeah. Anyway, I was trying to make a DMX joke there. Like, he lost his mind up in here. And <laughs> I, I was like, that's... got me. I, DMX jokes get me every time. <laughs> D, if you want it, you got it. Come and get it. All right. Uh, I was just wondering if you guys noticed in the new Justice League trailer, when we see Bruce standing in front of what looks like a hologram with someone in a red cape, uh, I did notice it. Did you notice it, Jake? I did not. Okay. Anyway, he goes on to say, and a lot of people have been saying what this guy's saying, uh, what Chris B's been saying. On my first viewing, I'm like, sure, the soups, talking about Superman. But I've watched it about 10 times now. And if you look at the legs, the boots, and shape of the legs, it looks like a girl. Do you think we could see Supergirl? Would love to know what you guys think of this and if you think it's a girl or if I'm just a retard. Wow, uh, not very PC there, Crispy, but uh, yeah, I know. we'll forgive you. I know. Who says that anymore? <laughs> Apparently, Chris B. <laughs> Chris B. Jeez, Chris B. <laughs> he, likes, he likes that movie Forrest Gump. Yeah, the B stands for Bill Hicks because he don't give a fuck. Jeez. This is, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, you know, I have Nobody not, got my I, Bill Hicks reference there, by the way. I did. I got it. I got it. I, um... <clears throat> I have read this Supergirl theory, yeah. but since reading it, have not gone back and tried to find this in the trailer to like see what I thought yeah. like that. So I'm yeah. curious as to what you think about this rumor. I think Superman comes back with very feminine legs. Yeah, that's hot. Yeah. 
I think that's I mean it makes the most sense that he comes back. He's nared that shit. They've slimmed down a little. He he skipped leg day, right? Yes, yes. Easy to do. Yeah, you know, he's been working on that upper body. He wants that uh Oh man. He wants the the, the Rob Liefeld body, you know? <laughs> Don't we all? You know? So he's gonna have a huge chest, small legs, and tons of pouches on that fucking Superman suit when he comes back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they're going to put Supergirl in this, Crispy. You know, it's one of those things that it does. The legs do look very, very much petite. They don't look like it doesn't look like Superman's legs. But I don't know if it's to scale. You know, I don't know. The suit looks brighter. And we've heard rumors that his suit is going to be brighter. You know, yeah, that's that's weird too, because in the comics books, when all this goes down, he comes back with basically a darker suit, right? And, and there's rumors of that too. So you know, yeah, mullet. I don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna get dark suit and then bright suit. I have no idea, and I don't know if that's Supergirl or not. But it's very, it's very possible. I, I would say the chances are that it's not Supergirl. Um, but uh, it's interesting. I've uh, I've also you know like. I've also went back and uh, when Alfred says, you know, he says you, he, he told me you were going to show up or whatever. I'm paraphrasing. I've tried to look in the reflection in his glasses and zoom in on that to see who he's looking at. And I've brightened up the picture. There is whoever's standing there. It is a red cape. So it is Superman in my opinion. Um, but I've tried to see the reflection because some people are saying there's a green light in his the reflection on his glasses. So Green Lantern shows up because like when 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 the person touches down right before they talk to alfred you see the glass of water vibrate twice so somebody touches down twice so some people are saying oh i see a green reflection there so green lantern touches down and superman touches down i'm not buying it i'm not buying it so yeah that seems that seems weird yeah so hmm. man that's so crazy i i I forget like every week that the justice league movie is something that's happening this year yeah november it just seems like there's the buzz, the hype is not real for yeah. the Justice League movie. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Mark Hughes from uh, so I don't know, Chris. I don't know. Just don't use the uh, don't use the R word anymore, there, Chief. We can talk about you know Maggie Gyllenhaal blowing underage boys and the KKK Funko Pops coming out, but don't use the R word. <laughs> All right. Oh man, come on, keep Poor it guy. keep it classy, crispy. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we got his back. We're helping him out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Mark Hughes from Superhero News uh, talked about the Justice League reshoots. I-, I wanted to go over his quotes. I don't know how tapped in this guy is, but uh, he says, as of right now, despite the fact that there's been some extended time and it's like, okay, if this is still – why are they still doing shoots on this? There's been a lot of downtime in between shooting. Uh, because of people's schedules, they have not been shooting this entire time. The amount of content that has been shot and is being shot is still pretty much what they expected and figured was going to be happening. They haven't said, oh, we need to do uh, to add additional. Uh, we need to do a whole bunch more or anything like that at this point. So the footage and the amount of footage in the film, as of right now, the majority of the footage that you're going to see on the screen is still the footage that was previously shot during principal photography. I know I've seen people worried and say, why is it taking so long? It's because this is post. This is reshooting and filming that requires people's schedules to line up, getting things in order, 
So it has not been as easy as they expected it to be when this was all being planned months ago. Um, and, you know, I think Gal Gadot, her statements kind of like lined up with what this guy was saying as well. Um, I've got another quote that I want to read from him, but, you know, there's been many rumors that, you know, that claim that the reshoots have moved beyond simple pickup scenes. Mark Hughes has stressed that most of the additional photography has been pickup scenes, not a redo of Zack Snyder's film, like most outlets have been reporting. Uh, Hughes said, quote, it's mostly new footage, the reshoots, and some people insist the terminology doesn't matter and that reshoots is common. Well, no, the terminology does matter to people that make movies and know what these things are. And it matters if you're saying something's a reshoot when it's not a reshoot. That matters. But to the extent that there's just a technicality, the shoots and reshoots combined that are happening and then also pickups to fill some stuff in is not going to be the majority of the film. It's not going to be some huge, vast portion of the movie. Some people, Jake, are saying like 50 to 80 percent of this movie is going to be reshot with Joss Whedon. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen a lot of varying reports about, about this. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. So we've talked about this, too, about if it's going to be this jarring thing where we're flipping back between two kind of styles. Conal shifts. Between, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, leaning, I want, I, I'm leaning towards this Mark Hughes guy. Yeah, you think he's right that it's really just mostly going to be Snyder stuff at the end of the day? I, I, I think a lot of it is going to be. I think you're going to you're going to know what you're getting with the, uh, the with the with the the Whedon stuff. But I mean, a lot of this stuff felt very Whedon esque with the original trailer. You know, the jokes and shit like that. So mm, that's true. That's true. It wasn't your typical Snyder stuff. Yeah, dark and kind of brooding. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting. I, I, nobody's a winner when this comes out. Though, if if the movie is fantastic, it's great. Yeah, no. If the, I'm saying like no, nobody's a true winner here. If, if the movie's fantastic, people are going to say Whedon saved the day, and Snyder was you know he failed or whatever. And if yeah. the, if if the movie sucks, then they're going to blame Snyder. That's that's what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. It's basically the same song going on over at Disney with uh, Han Solo stuff. Exactly. Exactly. It's the same thing. So. um It'll be interesting once all is said and done what we hear about this movie and the reshoots. I, I think a lot of it does have to do with like people's schedules. You know, we know Cavill's working on Mission Impossible Six and uh, trying to get him in there. And you know, I think Gal Gadot uh, her 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 stock has risen. She's probably got other scripts that she's looking at and other studios she's talking to and and things like that. So yeah, you got to imagine. Yeah. Uh, Jeannie Davis, uh, Gina Davis, I, I love her. I loved her in Beetlejuice, uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight, which I saw in theaters with her and Samuel Jackson, which I love. Uh, I'm a big uh, League of Their Own fan. I was just going to say, League of Their Own, which, uh, you know, Rebecca Daling just did a uh, League of Their Own podcast for the Leftover Army podcast with uh, Kat Kirby. So, oh, that, that should be a good one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Gina, Gina Davis, she talked with Variety and said this about the Wonder Woman film recently. Certainly Wonder Woman needed to be made, and I'm so beyond thrilled with how it came out. I met Patty Jenkins, and I told her, I'm sure you're going to make a sequel, and if you need anybody, Amazonian, there's always me. I'm available. Jake, would you like to see Gina Davis in Wonder Woman 2? I mean, would the script, yeah, would the script, yes. would the script call for it, though? Are we going back to Themyscira, or are we going to have other Amazons meet up with her? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think she could she could do anything. I, I I'm sure we're gonna in somewhere or another we're gonna see more Amazonians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I I'm all for it. I would love to see Gina. She fits into this world, right? Yeah, she would be wonderful. Oh, she'd be fantastic. Anyway, moving on. So we're both in agreement about that. Yeah, Gina Davis would be a great addition. I could see her fitting right in. She'd be great, especially after the loss of uh, what's her face from the last film. You know, yeah, make her the bad guy. Make her cheetah. <laughs> Ooh, shit. I didn't even think about that. You know, I just, I, I look at her and I think that she could definitely pull off the Amazon look. Um, so, cool. Yeah, Cheetah. Uh, Batman on film was asked during a recent Q&A uh, with fans about Jesse Eisenberg's role in Justice League. Their response was, he doesn't have one. If he, <laughs> if he did, prior to all the changes and reshoots, it was cut. Uh, this is after back in December that in a press release for Justice League, he was confirmed to be in the film. And even Eisenberg himself has said he will shoot scenes for Justice League. Whether those scenes were shot or not, we don't know. But Jesse Eisenberg himself said he will shoot scenes for it. Um, <laughs> Batman on film is saying, no, he was cut. Like, that's cut. So, And just so you guys know, Batman on film is, like, pretty reputable – Yes, and they are. They've broken a lot of stories in the past. I mean, they've been around for like 20 plus years and they're very reliable with Batman news and rumors. And I think like, I don't know, Jake, I, I don't know. I, I think that this is actually encouraging news that they're cutting the fat. Yes, I completely agree. I, I don't think anyone, there's very few fans that are like, fuck, no Lex Luthor, Jesse Eisenberg. You are. You want to see him eating more Jolly Ranchers, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I'm down. They could just make Johnny Rancher could just hire him for commercials. I just, think, I just think it makes. Yeah, I think it just makes. I just think it just makes it more convoluted to throw him in there. I mean, we, we got we got an overload of characters in Batman v Superman where I thought it should have been like a more intimate story uh, about these two characters meeting for the first time, and instead we had Lex, we had you know. Uh, I, I don't disagree yeah, with this. Yeah, I mean, Cyborg origin thrown in there, Flash, you know, at the supermarket or convenience store or whatever the fuck and aquaman holding his breath under the water you know <laughs> bullshit you know i i, I think I, I like this that they're cutting him out I, I you know so that's encouraging to me i agree <laughs> it's it's fantastic news all right big news big news this week big huge news this week yeah burning through the dc stuff there's not much to talk about with that with that eisenberg shit no, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Joker, origin movie, uh, without Jared Leto. Here's the news from Deadline. Warner Brothers and DC are in the early stages of another Batman Universe spinoff movie, this one telling the origin story of the signature villain, the Joker. The studio has set The Hangover's Todd Phillips to co-write a script with 8-mile scribe Scott Silver. Phillips will direct the movie, and Martin Scorsese will produce it with Phillips. This will be the first film under a new banner that has yet to be named in which Warner Brothers can expand the canon of DC properties and create unique storylines with different actors playing the iconic characters. Uh, I'm told the intention is to make an origin story that isn't part of any other iteration. The Joker has memorably been part of two Batman movies in the form of Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger and was most recently played by Jared Leto in the first Suicide Squad film. He will reprise in the Suicide Squad sequel and the Harley Quinn spinoff, 
But this new film will launch the character with a different actor, possibly younger. Uh, an intriguing part is the setting. The intention is to make a gritty and grounded hard-boiled crime film set in early 80s Gotham City that isn't meant to feel like a DC movie as much as one of Scorsese's films from that era, like Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, or The King of Comedy. I'm told that Phillips and Silver are writing already, but there is nothing firm on where this will fit into the DC schedule. Jake, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, that's a mouthful. The DC news in the last two weeks while we've been on uh, yeah. vacation has just been it's like, what the hell is going on here? What like the fuck? Four different movies with the Joker yeah. coming out and Leto's coming back and some other movies. Don't worry about Gotham City Sirens, everybody. Still coming out. Don't worry about Cyborg movies. Still coming out, you know? Yeah. You know? <sighs> this is crazy. And I don't... This just seems needless to me. I mean, there's a lot of good people behind this, too. It's like, did these people get drunk? Like, why are they, why are all these great creative minds working on a Joker origin story? That seems like the most needless thing they could be doing. Thank you. Like, who wants to see a Joker origin story? I, it just seems silly. Why would you want to make that definitive? That the, what makes the character scary? Well, it's you know, not even connected fucking. with the DCEU. Like, I can understand them wanting to go a little bit different and try a new banner of films that aren't part of the DCEU. Because there's some great stories out there that they probably won't adapt. And even if they tried to put them into this universe, they wouldn't adapt well. You know, Elseworlds world, else stories – with, you know, that's where I think that they should, that's what I think they should do. Shit like Red Sun, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, what's the other one? Speeding Bullets, things like that. Else Even if they're gonna do this and label it an Elseworld story, at least that would make it a, at least a little bit more forgivable. Yeah, but it's still, it's still nothing I wanna see with the Joker origin story. It's the names that are involved in this that have all the hype behind it, like Scorsese, Todd Phillips, Scott Silver. Yeah, I agree. I, I think agree at with the end assessment. of yeah, I think at the end of this movie, it's going to be uh, the Joker in a rap battle against Anthony Mackie. <laughs> That'll be kind of cool. That would be cool. I would dig that. I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm a hundred percent against a Joker origin story. I think that this is needless. Yeah, I, I'm with you here. I w I want to argue with you about something, but I I, re <laughs> yeah. I refuse to do it about this. Yeah. Uh, could uh, could it be good? Yeah, yeah. Uh no. I I mean it could be good. Who do you who do you cast? Who do you cast as uh the Joker? Uh oh, I'm so terrible at this. There's so many people that want to do it. Stephen Ogg said he wants yeah. to do it. The Westworld and Walking Dead actor. The favorite one I've seen is the let's completely change it up and let Karen Gillian do it. She says she wants to do it. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Right. So that's that's the Doctor Who actress. Yeah, plays Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't like her as Amy Pond. I don't want her as the Joker. Yeah, I've never seen the Doctor Who, but I've liked her in everything else I've seen. She's all right as Nebula. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, I liked her. I liked her better in the second one. I guess. Yeah, she's all right. Yeah. There's nothing Joker <laughs> about that performance, though. Yeah, maybe she has it in her though. <laughs> sure. Okay. I don't know. There's, so, there's I, someone really dumb I saw saying that they wanted to do it, and I was like, "Oh, buddy, 
Oh, it's like one of the guys that was that's in the new Death Note series. Okay, yeah, I yeah I saw I saw that little blurb, and I was like, ooh, guy, I don't think so. My the guy I would pick would be Will Poulter, Will Poulter from uh, the Maze Runner in Detroit. That's my pick. If they're gonna go with a younger actor to play the Joker, that's my guy. All right, and then my second choice would be Paul Dano. So, but we'll see. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, oh yeah, real quick. Jared Leto called into an Australian radio show and revealed that he's not leaving the DCEU as the Joker. <laughs> Everyone's so relieved. Yeah, I know. Thank God. <laughs> uh. What would we have done? I know. Damaged. Um, Matt Reeves was on a podcast, uh, The Business, and he recently t- said this about his film. We're going to jump into this real quick. Talking about, like the, talking about the Batman. He said, quote, when they approached me, what they said was, look, it's a standalone. This isn't part of the extended universe. So these comments, when I first heard them, it meant to me that it's just not connected with anything, you know, going on in the DCEU, but it's still canon within the universe. It's kind of like a bottle film within the same universe. Everybody was freaking out saying like, okay, they're going to recast Ben Affleck. Casey Affleck recently said like his brother has no intention. No, his brother's going to, he feels like his brother's going to leave the movie. And, and and people read that quote, like I listened to him say it and he, he said it jokingly. If you listen to the audio, it's, uh, it's yeah, pretty clear. Said it though. They'll take that blurb and take it out of context yeah. and just run with it. Yeah. If you listen to the audio, he said it jokingly anyway. But Matt Reeves then had to confirm on Thursday with tweets, geez, what did I miss, guys? Just to be clear, of course Batman will be part of the DC Universe. (laughs) Batman will be Batman. In my comments from a while back about not being part of the DCEU, I was talking about the Batman being a story specifically about Batman, not about the others in the universe that it wouldn't be filled with cameos servicing other stories, that it would be a Batman story. Yeah. (laughs) It's so hard with all the news going on here and what is and isn't canon as far as to the DCEU. Matt Reeves just kind of stepped into a a puddle there by saying, by not being very clear about the standalone nature of the film. Like, I think we already all kind of got the gist of what Matt Reeves was doing. Yeah. And he, he kind of make, made it muddy. And then at the end of the day, it all came back to being exactly what we all assumed he was doing in the first place. Yeah, I think, like, maybe this is, like, why talks fell out to begin with. They wanted him to be a part of the DCEU as far as, like, building upon Batman's role in the extended universe. Matt Reeves said, no, I've got a story that I want to do. I don't want it to, I want it to be kind of like a bottle film, a personal story with Batman, a noir film, him as a detective. That's what I want to do. They, and then they said, well, if we're going to get this guy to come in here and do it, you know, we've already lost Ben Affleck. We got to put, we got to put a Reeves bandaid on this. And this guy's been killing it with these war for the, these Planet of the Apes films. We, we got to bend. And they bent and they gave him his movie. And this guy's not, he's been, he's, he's, he said, like, if they, if they, if they try to renege on their deal, he's gone. Yeah. So I think that we're going to get what Matt Reeves wants to give us is this Batman story. And he's not going to, he's not going to feel like he has to give, uh, you know, Joe Manganello a role as Deathstroke in this movie. <laughs> he's going to give us the movie he wants to give us. And these are, yeah. I think this is all positive shit. I do too. I do too. I compl- I'm in complete agreement here. Yeah. Ben Affleck still has to prove himself as Batman to me, people. 
He still has to do it, especially in a detective noir film. Ben Affleck still has to prove himself. He has to prove himself as Bruce Wayne and as Batman. Yes, he looked really good doing the action scenes in those films, but that's like Zack Snyder's direction, people. That's <laughs> that's not Ben Affleck fucking you know taking uh, taking off the acting gloves, you know, you know, uh, putting on the acting gloves and like going into the ring and just killing us, knocking us out with this amazing performance, wearing his Conor McGregor eight ounce gloves, you know. <laughs> <laughs> going in there and just, I you know I mean he was he was he was good right yeah what he was, was horrible what was the what was the Bruce Wayne scene you know yeah. what was the what was the Michael Keaton from Batman one going you know nuts out you know I'll show yeah. you nuts where was the yeah where was the passion where was the anything like uh, I don't get why people are so uh, sold on the Ben Affleck but he looked Bruce good Wayne he thing. looked great man picking up uh, tires and throwing boxes and crates at people right <laughs> sure. That's what people, no, that's what gets people's dicks hard about that fucking movie is those scenes. But yeah, they're, and, and you know, they might be able to pull some fucking, nobody's, yeah, there is no, this is, uh, uh you want nuts? There's no scene yeah. like that. There's nothing like that. And I mean, like, when he was Bruce Wayne and talking to, uh, you know, Kim Basinger, uh, what's her name? Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale. Yeah, when he's, when he's, you know, when he's having those little conversations with Vicky Vale and they're building some chemistry there. He sold it for me, and he, and uh, he, he, you know, he did a little bit of detective work, and you know, figuring out the formula and stuff like that. But like Ben Affleck, just he didn't sell me as the Bruce Wayne. Yeah, the action stuff, it was all choreography. It's the way that's what, Zack Snyder's really good at doing a lot of some of the some of the action stuff. It's just, well, I don't know. I, I, I say this, and it goes in one ear and out the other with people. They they still a bit. He, he's the best Batman I ever saw. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, they turn into. Uh, I'm not gonna. Oh, I'm not gonna say that joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I backed off. I backed off. Good, smart move. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, there's rumors that uh, DC's facts tracking the Suicide Squad too. Um, Facebook says Scott Scott Shooty is live now. Oh, really? What th- yeah. What do you think Shooty's going on live about? Talking about how, talking about how great Ben Affleck was as Batman. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, uh, DC is uh, fast tracking Suicide Squad too. Apparently, is a rumor. Mel Gibson is apparently still their top choice. Mm. Uh, Guy Ritchie has expressed interest in it. Uh, and then following that, we get the Joker and Harley Quinn movie that is rumored to possibly be directed by crazy, stupid love filmmakers Glenn Ficarra and John Riqua. Um, I will be honest with you, Jake. I loved Crazy Stupid Love. I thought it was a really good movie. I, lo- I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, that'd be a good fit for a Joker or Harley Quinn movie. All I'm saying is I loved Crazy Stupid <laughs> Love. I thought it was a great movie. Fantastic film, got great performances. You're, you're from, saying the Joker Harley Quinn movie will be awesome. I'm saying I really enjoyed Crazy Stupid Love. <laughs> um, Brian Gosling, Steve Carell, Emma Stone, and Julianne Moore were fantastic in that film. Great movie, really good. Brian is heavily looking forward to the Joker Harley Quinn movie. <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't care who they got involved. They could get Scorsese on this shit, and I'm like, I'm not looking forward to this one at all. No. I mean, I, I loved Crazy Stupid Love, and I think those are great filmmakers, and I thought that was a great romance 
comedy. I thought it was really funny. And yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeah, that's all. That's all there is to say about that, right? That's all I got. All right. That's all the DC news I got this week. We're going to jump into uh, Star Wars news and then end the shit. And then, uh, time for the new bumper, right? No. Fuck off with that new bumper shit. You fucking assholes. <laughs> you fucking you fucking assholes. I, I, never, I, I never intended for it to replace the original bumper, people. <laughs> just alternate a little. Get, just alternate a little. Get you something a little new. Can't do anything new with you fucking assholes, <laughs> judgmental pricks. Every one of you. Every one of you. Anyway. The old bumper's so good, though. <laughs> I, I know. So I never meant for it to replace the, 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 the uh, critical darling. The original OG bumper, Jake. All right? I get it. It was never meant to replace... Okay, Jeez, you, I know it was like a real Hitler move from you. No, it's 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 no fucking Julie Andrews. Mine mine was <laughs> mine was Emily Blunt. Okay, you were trying to rip the vocal cords out of pop culture leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's going to be the Mary Poppins curse and Emily Blunt's going to have fucked up vocal cords after this? <laughs> Is Emily Blunt going to sing? I, I don't know. Thought about that. Can she sing? I don't know. <laughs> I'm worried about it. Mary Poppins. Really, is one of my favorite movies that I'm kind of, I'm kind of nervous about oh, the Emily Blunt stuff. Fuck this reboot of Mary Poppins. It's I hate the name too. I think it, it is called like Mary Poppins Returns. It was. Is there a song where he, where where they're singing Chim Chimney Chim Chimney? Is that in that? Oh yeah, yeah. Man, that's that's it. That's Dick Van Dyke with up on the roof. Chim Chim Cheru. They're just making shit up. That's not. Yeah. Chim 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 Cheri. Chim Chim Cheri. Yeah. That's not even a word. <laughs> It's lazy, lazy songwriting. <laughs> <laughs> the, the life of a chimney sweeper. Yeah, that's not that's not that's not a, that's not a job today. That's one of those jobs that kind of died out, right? Yeah, I don't I don't think you really do that much anymore. Yeah, I don't ever see like the, Craigslist. You know, the, I'm looking for looking for chimney oh, sweep on Craigslist. What's, I've been ignoring that Mary Poppins thing. Who's the Dick Van Dyke to Emily Blunt's uh, Mary Poppins? I have no. I it's not like Jack Black. The, you think I'm fair, you think I'm following Mary Poppins news? I'm looking it up now. Oh, dude, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't Jack Black. He did that chimney sweep thing where he's kick me in the cunt. That fucking uh, Run Ronnie Run song. Yeah, yeah. I'm really scared that it is going to be Jack Black. I feel like somewhere it feels I like Jack Black. Was. Feels like Jack Black. No, don't be what that is. Feels like it's going to be Jack Black. Yeah. I'm scared. Here we go. I'm going to find out in a second. Oh, please don't bastardize my Mary Poppins. No, I don't see a. Uh, oh, that's that's the original cast. What the hell? I said returns. Is that the name of it? Is it? So it's not a reboot. This is like uh, in canon with the original movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. This is like uh, Mary Poppins after the first pop. After the first pop, yeah, that's what they should have called it. Mm-hmm. After ne- the pop, there's no no Jack Black, thankfully. I don't see who the uh, Dick Van Dyke want to be is. It's got Colin Firth in it, mm. Meryl Streep. Wow, Meryl Streep. Hmm. So she'll yeah, I don't know. She'll probably win like another Oscar for this. So yeah, there's not a big trailer for it yet. Wait, what are you thinking about this? Uh, what was what this uh, Jennifer Lawrence? Darren Aronofsky film coming out. I'm not the biggest Aronofsky fan. Yeah. His movie, movies tend to like make me uncomfortable, and I know that's kind of the point. But uh, I'll be there. I want to see it. It looks like it could be super creepy. Mm-hmm. 
So, and I like uh, Javier Badim too, and I believe he's yeah. in it too. Yeah, he is in that. Yeah, it looks. It, it, this movie does look like it's going to be a mind fuck. Um, forget what it's called. Uh, anyway. Mother. Oh yeah, Mother. Yeah, Glenn Danzig's in this shit singing. Mother. Mother. Tell your children to not to walk my way. <laughs> Tell your children not to hear my words, what they mean, what they say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If that song plays, I'll get up and leave. Oh, man. Oh, that'd be awesome if it, like, uh, it ended to that. No. Glenn, no. Glenn Danzig. Anyway. Yeah, Star Wars news. Original bumper, everybody. Don't worry. Oh, gee. What am Misa saying? You were supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. That's impossible. All right, got a Star Wars email, apparently from a new listener, Bleak903. Bleak? Yeah, it's spelled B-L-E-I-K, Bleak903. He's got a bleak outlook on life. It's either bleak or blake. I don't know. Anyway, Bleak903 says, love the podcast. I'll keep this short. What if Ray doesn't have parents at all, but was created by the Force by Snoke? Palpatine, Get out of here. <laughs> Palpatine said Plagueis could create life with the Force, not saying Snoke is Plagueis, but maybe he has the same ability. Yeah. What if, Jake? What if, I don't know, I think Bleak should just go write some fan fiction about Snoke creating Ray. I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't, know how, not true. I don't know how to answer that. What we, we, I mean, it's not like this is the first time we've heard this rumor or this, you know, proposed theory. This ain't new. It's not new, Bleak. you got to be a new listener. Yeah. Yeah, Bleak, why don't you come up with your own theories? I think Ray's father is Ray Charles. Ooh. And he's going to come out. Like, they're going to, you know how they brought back Grand Marf Tarkin, the, the dead actor? Yeah. They're going to bring back. A dead Ray Charles, like bring back Ray Charles from from death in the next Star Wars film, and he's gonna go. You got the right one, Ray Ray. Uh huh. Uh huh. You got the right one, Ray Ray. And they're all gonna drink Diet, Diet Pepsi. Pepsi. Yeah. See, I I think Ray doesn't even know what her real name is, and her real name is actually Lay, and that her parents are the owners of Frito Lay. The titans of the uh, snack food industry. Holy shit, dude! <laughs> and Kylo Ren is is actually her brother too, and not a solo at all. And his real name is Frito, so he's Frito and she's Lay. Hmm. And oh, so I, I've yeah. actually got money in Vegas on this. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry for some. I'm hungry. I'm actually pretty hungry for some bugles right now. Just talking to you. Yeah. Wait until episode nine when they introduce Funyuns. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my gosh. That's Yoda's actual name. Frito Ray Funko Pop. <laughs> Frito Ray. I love it. Oh, man. Yeah. That's not that's a solid theory, Jake. I think. <laughs> Thank you. At least it's original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like this up. What if Ray was immaculately created? Yeah, just like just like Anakin. Yeah, now just like Anakin. I don't want that, Bleak. If you're asking, like, if I want that, no, I don't. I think I don't like it. It's lazy. No, sir, I don't like it. 
I think it was, I don't know. There's a lot of explaining to do there too. I, I'm still, I'm still, and I talked about this, um, in my, uh, Obi-Wan bump, bumper. I still think, no, no, we'll talk about it later. I think I bring it up here. Do I talk about it? Do I got, do I got this in my notes for later? Do I got it? Do I got it? Do I got it? <laughs> do you do got, got it? Goody got it. Fuck it. Yeah, I'll talk, I, 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 uh, fuck it. I'll talk about it now. I don't give a shit. Um, I think that, you know, you had uh, Daisy Ridley come out, talk to Entertainment Weekly, and said, you know, her parents are not important. Ray's parents are not important. And I agree with her. I don't think that her parents are important. I think it's her grandparents that are important. I think she's a Kenobi. I think her grandfather was Ken- – if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's fine. If it comes out and her parents if, – if she if she's uh, – Frito Ray, if she's fucking Ray Charles, if she's fucking created by the force, she's a little force baby. Um, and uh, Snoke, Plagueis, all that bullshit. If that happens, that's fine. I just have the feeling that she, there's a good chance that she's Kenobi, that she's going to be a Kenobi. Um, and that's why she said her parents are not important. It's her grandparents. So yeah, I've hedged my bets, actually. I have half my money on the uh, Frito thing. And half my money on the Kenobi thing. I thought you were going to go with my Ray Charles shit. <laughs> Dude, the Ray Charles shit is batshit crazy. Dude, I'm you, sorry to break it. Yo, oh, are you saying I, <laughs> are you saying I got the wrong one, Ray Ray? Yeah. Okay. I don't know where you've come up with that. Uh, I, uh, I was trying to be nice earlier, yeah. but. No, Frito <laughs> Ray is where it's at. <laughs> that shit's bulletproof. Don't even talk. <laughs> Frito Ray. You're fucking ridiculous. Oh, Jesus. All right. Here we go. Uh, yeah, Bleak. I don't know, man. These theories, you know, you could be right. These theories, they're all over the place. I think, uh, I don't know. And Ray, I think Ezra's her brother. Um, anyway. Yes. I think, uh, Wado is her dad. Oh, everybody's like, Ezra, those ages don't match up. He's closer to Luke's. They shut the fuck up. I was joking. Go to. Uh, yeah, related to Watto. Yeah, yeah. Uh, half Tordarian. We're gonna we're le- we're late on this news. Everybody else has reported on it, so um, fuck it. We're gonna talk about it anyway. Big Star Wars news, movie news from THR. Stephen Daldry is Star Wars' newest hope. The Oscar-nominated director behind Billy Elliot and The Hours is in early talks to helm a Star Wars standalone movie centering on Obi Wan Kenobi. The Hollywood Reporter has learned. Um, Jake, thoughts? Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited about the Obi-Wan movie, and I really want to see the Obi-Wan solo movie. Yeah. But I, I'm not as, like, schooled in this director and whether or not I should be excited about this direction yeah. or not. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What, what do you think? I, I'm standoffish on this one. I've never – I mean, I've never seen a Stephen Daldry film quite honest with you so yeah so you're in the same boat as i am yeah i'm excited for like yeah if we're just talking like news about an obi-wan kenobi film and what we believe it to be about then i'm 100 percent excited and if we're to believe that you know uh ewan mcgregor's coming back to play the character i'm yeah thousand percent excited about it so um but yeah the director news Honestly, Jake, does it really matter with the way Lucasfilm has been doing these anthology films? <laughs> yeah, get in there, director, make this movie. <laughs> right, because if if he doesn't work out, what they're going to do is they're going to fire him and then just bring in Tony Gilroy to clean it up for him, right? 
Yeah, or they won't fire him, and they'll just do it behind the scenes. And like Gareth Edwards, he'll yeah. pretend like he still did everything. Yeah, that's when Tony Gilroy came in, cleaned it up, and filmed anywhere from 30, 40 to 50% extra of the film or whatever. And that's why <laughs> the commercials had scenes we didn't see in the actual final film. So, sure. I, yeah. Three quarters of the trailer is cool shit we never saw. <laughs> so what are you wanting to see in this movie? It's going to be – In an Obi-Wan movie? Yeah, it's going to be the same thing I want. Yeah, I want to see Obi-Wan, like, set back in the Knights of the Old Republic days, right? Shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> I want to see you, I want to see you and McGregor. Yeah, I want to see the- you, yeah, you and McGregor, uh, in between, you know, um, episodes three and four, right? Yeah, exactly. Why does he become a hermit? What's the deal with that? Does he do stuff before he goes and settles on Tatooine? Yeah, does or, he where's- do someone? Oh, yep. That's probably what we'll see. see. That's 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 my whole point here. Honestly, is because like he did find love in the Clone Wars, and you know, if you find love once, you can find it again. And I'm thinking like that's why we're getting this announcement now. I, I think that just like okay, the Han Solo film that we got is hot off the heels of Han Solo dying in the Force Awakens. And I feel like in Star Wars Episode Eight, if we're to find out that she is a Kenobi, this movie makes sense to kind of like show us how that happened, how she is a Kenobi. I think we're gonna get. Uh, we're gonna get. The, I agree with you. I think this is good stuff. We're gonna get the full love making scene of like <laughs> porn style. Porn style. Um, they're gonna have Michelle McLaren direct this movie. They're gonna kick this guy out, and they're gonna be like, "We saw what you did." With Maggie Gyllenhaal's mouth in in the deuce, and we want some of that magic in our Obi Wan movie. It's going to be the first Star Wars movie premiering on Braziers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I do. I feel like that um, it makes sense. It makes sense that you know the the reason that they haven't been showing us what happened to him between episodes three and four in the comics in the cartoons is because they've been saving this, and I feel like it does have. A bigger, larger connection to the universe, and it, it is. I think it will tie into the Force Awakens with Rey being a Kenobi, but we'll find out. I mean, I, all my bets are on that. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, that's fine. So this could all be for naught. Yeah, I, I. You know what? I. I don't. I hope they don't swerve just for the sake of swerve. You know, that always drives me crazy. It's like if, if there's not a good plot connector device to whatever they decide, and it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense, then that'll be frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, okay, let's find out, let's say we, well, we're not even talking about the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Do you think if we find out that Rey is a Kenobi, do you think that the saga films will be about the Kenobi lineage going forward and they're going to stop with the Skywalkers or? No, because I still buy into the redemption of Kylo Ren. I do too. I totally buy into that as well. And this being kind of like, I want Raylo. I'm, I would definitely like a Kylo Ren and, um. Yeah, ship it. I'm totally shipping it, man. And it would, I agree. their child would be the perfect cocktail of DNA. <laughs> Kenobi and yeah. Skywalker together at last. Yeah, I like it. I yeah. like it. I'm with you. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got some solo in him. Holy shit. Holy shit. The trifecta. Oh, I do like it. I do like it. The more I think about it. They yeah, should all have a it. menage a trois with Mas Kanata. Mm, now I'm out. <laughs> give, <laughs> no, give the it'll, it'll give all their kids a beautiful orange glow. That citrus kiss. That you know. Uh, 
yeah, that would be aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, some little hot babies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous now. All right, we do. Speaking of Maz Kanata, uh, we got confirmation a couple weeks ago about Maz Kanata appearing in episode nine. What's her role in the film? It's uh, smaller than in The Force Awakens. MakingStarWars.net has a reader that tipped them off. Uh, if we're to believe this, this is per MakingStarWars.net. Reader GW was able to participate in the Find the Force promotion for the upcoming Force Friday and found a small clue to the role Maz Kanata will play in the Resistance in The Last Jedi. Maz, okay. Yeah. Maz apparently introduces the resistance to dj dj we know jake is uh benicio del toro's character the yes the hacker the slicers they call him yes the <laughs> hacker um she helps the resistance by pointing them towards a mysterious new ally maz has been forced to become more mobile and take more of a role in the criminal underworld this makes sense because maz's castle was pretty much destroyed in the force awakens after that attack by um the first order so she's mobile she's moving around do you think that she's gonna do you think that mas Kanata could be working with leia at any point in time yeah maybe or i do like the idea that she's someone that has dealings with the shady underworld. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. But like, is she report? She's she's dealing with the criminal underworld, and that's why she introduces him to DJ. But it'd be kind of cool if she was still working, kind of like with the resistance, especially like Leia. You know. Mm-hmm. See, I think she can only have her criminal underworld connections if she she does work with the resistance, but still at she's a working very, with Finn a here. Distance way. She's yeah. she's hooking Finn up, Finn and and Rosemary Tran up with. Uh, with DJ. But so. yeah, but in a very distant way, you know, just giving information. Okay. All right. Now you we're talking about 6 degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon now. I think it all, it all I, it all leads to Kevin Bacon, but there's 6 degrees. I agree. <laughs> I I you know, it, I don't know. Mas Canada, it just seems like I don't know. It's a cool character, but Seems like they're just kind of forcing her in for episode yeah. eight a little bit. Uh, she knows Leia. She went to the wedding between her and Han, right? Ooh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Leia would be, be too jealous for that. Oh, and Maz? You think there's a little bit of uh, a past between her and Han? I don't know. I don't know. You think Maz Kanata's sliding a condom onto Han Solo? <laughs> <laughs> Not with her finger, though. With her mind. That bulbous head of hers? <laughs> <laughs> the bulbous head. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Taste the rainbow, Han. Huh? Here we go. It's like, <laughs> like getting a blowjob from an orange. No, no, I'm crazy. She's into Chewy, so I'm wrong about that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She, I guarantee you she's putting some peanut butter down there on her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do what you got to yeah. do. Um, I'm not done with Maz Kanata news. Um, just like I said I wanted months ago. Um, we might see Maz Kanata in the Han Solo solo film. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's I think where you, I want to see her. Yeah. Viverata episode eight. We don't need her. I think it's cool that she's working with the criminal underworld. Like, they've got to explain, like, what happened to her after, like, you know, the castle was destroyed and what she, I think it's cool that she's, like, the link between, a lot of people co- go in and out of that castle, have gone there. And, uh, you know, patrons of that bar, and I'm sure DJ has gone there before. 
And, uh, I mean, we saw Finn dealing with some guys there. I'm sure that DJ's been there. It makes sense. So will they go to Maz's castle? No, will no. Maz be there already? No. She, she, she's somewhere else. They're saying she's more mobile. And she's so, going to be on the casino planet already. She might be at Canto Bight. She might be at Canto Bight, or she might be on another planet, you know, and then lead them there. But she might be on Canto. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, this is from Screen Rant as part of, um, his SDC 2017 coverage, Star Wars podcaster Steel Saunders, which I talk, I've actually talked to Steel on one of his podcasts, uh, one of the call-in shows. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Big, yeah, big. Aren't big, you the big yeah, guy? Yeah. Big, big name dropper over here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He interviewed, uh, uh, Steel Saunders interviewed Mark. Which, let's see here, uh, Mark is a representative from Funko. Uh, oh yeah, I, t- I took a piss next to Mark one time. <laughs> Did ya? Did ya? <laughs> I, uh, I gargled his urine one time. <laughs> I, uh, I applied a condom onto his penis. <laughs> <laughs> you win. You win this battle of words, sir. <laughs> that joke just keeps popping up. Oh man, we've got a lot of mileage out of that that condom joke. Yeah, I'm glad you watched that show three months or, or three weeks early. <laughs> Me too. We couldn't wait for this. <laughs> HBO HBO really did PCL a favor. Yes, they did. It was like I brought up like two scenes in that whole fucking show. It's like an hour and twenty six minutes long. I bring up two fucking scenes, and one is that one. And we have gotten a lot of mileage out of it. Jeez, speaking of mileage, Maggie Gyllenhaal, she looks like she's taken a lot in that show. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna watch that right after Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Bones. Oh. Oh man. Now it's just getting. I'm, that's that's lame. Yeah, jeez, Brian. I, <laughs> anyway, Steel, Steel, you know, my buddy Steel. We go back, we text all the time. Well, hey, this Steel right now texting me. And he was, uh, he was talking to Mark from Funko and, uh, stated that he was excited for the Han Solo, uh, Han Solo movie, citing the impressive uh, including Amelia, uh, talking about, uh, Funko Pops, I guess, whatever. Uh, Amelia Clark, oh no, he's talking about the people starring in the movie. Uh, Amelia Clark, Lapita Nyongo, Donald Glover, Woody Harrelson, and, uh, the obvious out of place actor there is Nyongo, who plays Maz Kanata in the sequel trilogy, which, uh, has got fans speculating she may appear in the prequel too. So, sources say, Talks are at the earliest of stages and that the project has no script. If a deal is made, blah, oh, what the fuck? Huh? I'm sorry. My news, that's part of, uh, forget what I just said. That's part of, um, I've got more, uh, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi news and that bled in there. I'm sorry about that. No, but they're talking about Lupita Nyong'o <laughs> showing up, uh, possibly because of this guy from Funko Pop. He, he might know that, this character has her own Han Solo Funko. So, mm. interesting. That is cool. So That makes get, sense. Yeah. Well, what, what is this? Uh, is it just going to be like uh, first meeting with, uh, you know, Lando, uh, first meeting with Chewie, first meeting with Maz, you know? Yeah. All the hits, the greatest hits, yeah. Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> You're listening to Han Solo's greatest hits here on Sirius XM. <laughs> uh, it does feel a little bit like that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you never know. Maybe Maggie Gyllenhaal's in this movie, huh? Yeah? His first time. Ooh. Yeah? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Anyway. Flashback scene. Yeah, flashback Han, scene. Han, Han, Han premature ejaculating. Yeah. <laughs> Not so cool, are you, you fucking space pirate? Makes us makes us all relate to Han Solo, so the scene really yeah. works. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Back to this. I guess we're back to the Han Solo news since I uh, – the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi news since I split it up. Um, what, what are your thoughts on uh, – they talked about this Han Solo thing. Uh, what are your thoughts on, like, this Yoda movie, this Boba Fett movie, this possible Jabba the Hutt movie? I mean, you kind of talked about this a little bit independently. It'd be nice if one of the announcements was kind of like a unknown project, if they would actually like have the balls to make a movie based on someone that wasn't already a fan favorite character. You were talking to me. We were on our way to Great America, and I brought this up, and uh, I was like, "Are they just going to play like play all the hits? Are they just going to go with these safe characters?" And you said something. That like I was just kind of blown away by, it. and I totally you were like, can we can we get that Constable Zuvio film? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I would really love that. There's a ton of great films I want. I want that Rick Olay film. Um, I want uh, <laughs> I want that Frito Ray film. Oh yes, we have to wait for the big uh, reveal for that though. Yeah, I don't. You know, yeah, I, I just I. I I don't want a Yoda movie. I don't want a Jabba the Hutt movie. I don't I care. I want a Yoda movie more than a Jabba the Hutt movie. I don't want a Yoda movie. I don't want Yoda's origin. I don't give a shit. I don't need yeah. to see young Yoda. I'd rather see Yoda's origin than the Joker's origin. Yeah, but I mean, if, yeah, if we're, I guess if, we're, if, if I'm forced gunpoint at head, <laughs> what, do you, what, what, what shit origin movie do you want to see more? I'd have to say yes. Yoda too, but if if take that gun away from my head, I'm just like I don't I don't want I don't want either of them. I'm a Yoda origin story. Come on, just leave. Try to leave what's left of that character intact, please, please. You know you've nope. done, you've done you've done so well with him. You know showing up in Clone Wars and in Rebels. You know, come on, don't I, don't tarnish. Stop it. Knock it off. You know. Ah, <sighs> yeah, you know how it is. And it, was it Guillermo del Toro at one time wanted to do a job of the Hut movie? Did he say he wanted to do that? Oh, that's funny. That seems like a natural fit, though. He said he said it's because he said he kind of looks like Jabba the Hut. Oh, that was his Aww. like little joke. Self-deprecating. I love the guy. I do. I love him. Jake's like, get him the fuck away from my Hellboy. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, Guillermo. Later. Yeah. Go make your dumb movie. Yeah. Uh, Omega Underground dropped, uh, this story on Thursday about Obi-Wan Kenobi film. Uh, working title for Obi-Wan Kenobi movie revealed hints at Tatooine setting. So. That's not surprising. Yeah. That's what we want. That's what I want. It goes on to say, we at Omega Underground have uncovered the production title for the upcoming Star Wars anthology film featured around Obi-Wan Kenobi. According to a recent listing for Obi-Wan, a Star Wars story, the working title is Joshua Tree. Other recent 
Other recent working titles for Star Wars productions include Space Bears for The Last Jedi and Red Cup for Han Solo. Uh, why is this working title important? Joshua Tree, a.k.a. Desert Yucca Palm Tree, could be hinting to Joshua Tree Nation, uh, National Park in Southern California, along with other parks, as a possible shooting location for the new anthology film. The original Star Wars shot some Tatooine scenes at Death Valley National Park and surrounding locations. The location teases, uh, the location tease supports fan speculation that the Kenobi film will indeed take place on Tatooine. So back in 19, uh, January of, uh, 1977, Lucas, uh, George Lucas and a second unit team headed to Death Valley to shoot pickup shots that they didn't film while they were filming in Tunisia where most of the Tatooine scenes were shot. So, um, I do think that this, if this is true, this is a little bit, this is telling that, you know, that this will be, uh, a lot, a lot of stuff that's, that, that's going to be filmed in Tatooine. You know, we're going to have Han, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi, excuse me, you know, in the background, um, you know. Yeah, I don't think that's surprising. Watching after Luke. Are we going to, are we going to get a, uh, are, are we going to, Excuse me. Are we going to get to see a young Luke? Are, we, are they going to cast a young Luke in this movie? Yeah, I think they're going to love doing stuff like that. I think now that they all of a sudden can't do any of that stuff with uh, mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher without looking like jerk faces, I think they're going to do that with Luke, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they obviously were leaning that way with Carrie Fisher, as we saw in Rogue One. So they definitely love trying to do that stuff. I, I, dude, <laughs> finally, give us, give me the scene. Of Luke getting power converters at the Tashi station. Make it happen. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> you know, we, I've been, come on, do it. You know? No, I want to hold back on that. I, I'd rather see the Joker origin movie. <laughs> than the Tashi station and power converters? Yeah, we never, you never need to show that. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, keep the, keep the mystery. Keep the mystery <laughs> yeah. alive. Exactly. That's the old, that's the glue holding the whole thing together. Oh man, you, you, oh Jake, this is our one shot. You're, 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 you're pulling the rug out from under me on this. You'll probably get what you want, so don't worry. Oh yeah, they're gonna pander. They're gonna pander, yeah. right? Exactly, exactly. I'm, it'll, they can't help themselves. Right, right. Can we take a quick break? I'm done. We're done. Oh, sweet. All right. That's all I got. Quick goodbyes in. My my bladder is about ready to explode. (laughs) All right. Hey, uh, next week, episode 200. Yeah. We're going to get you in and get you out like a revolving door. Like Maggie Gyllenhaal. Everybody's going to get condom blowjobs. Episode 200. (laughs) It's happening. Asterix. No no one gets condom blowjobs. It's uh, fitting that Finn Deets Creek will be on the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Asterix, no minor will be getting a blowjob on episode 200. <laughs> Double asterisk, yes, they will. <laughs> all right, stop it. I'm going to pee myself. All right. Hey, and just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage and thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with episode 200 where we're talking about whatever the fuck you assholes want to talk about. It's not us. We're not bringing the regular format. Yeah, it's awesome. And when I get a pee on that episode, I can just get up and go. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Later. Ay, ay, ay. Jesus. Uh, it's still recording. Stop.
Oh, I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't stop. Hold on. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap.